Greetings and salutations and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the increasingly turbulent waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie, Razorwire Redoubt, Bellicom, Sam, Blade Barrier Burns, and Ellie, Soup Sieve Sparrow. Why would you? Why would you want that? Soup sieve. Is soup sieves a thing? Is this a I thing that I, I don't know? I imagine that they probably exist. I mean, it's probably for when you when <laughs> you're you just making stuff. Up. I mean, yes. I mean, obviously, I'm making stuff, up. Making stuff up. That's all you ever do. literally my job in this show. So they're supposed to be real. <laughs> Everything's supposed to be real. Is you everything me was plausible is right based up on to true soup sieves? <laughs> okay, okay. But, well, I swear, a soup sieve isn't actually a thing. How else do you get that? Those smooth soup, Jason. They're called blenders. Or a sieve. <laughs> Listeners, our soup sieves a thing. Tell us. Have we just missed out on these somehow? <laughs> it it sounds like one of those old, like uh, middle class euphemisms. Like he was as mad as a soup sieve. Aww. <laughs> it does. Speaking of, well, if you if you weren't happy with uh, me making up various bullshit for that, uh, <laughs> then you're going to be incredibly you're disappointed. Shattering the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to be incredibly disappointed with whatever mad bullshit future me comes up with. Take it away, future Jason! Hello, it's future Jason with messages from the present. First of all, a quick word from this episode's sponsor, Libris Arcana. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly die subscriptions. Head over to LibrisArcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of 7 premium dice and 3 randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Champagne Sparkle, which as well as being a dazzling set of glittering ruby red dice, also sounds like an off-brand My Little Pony. Champagne Sparkle is best pony, and I shall tell you for why. Although these days she trots about the high society of Equestria, delicately puffing from a long, sleek black cigarette holder, her ruby-red shimmering mane perfectly combed and flowing in the wind, Champagne Sparkle has a rough past, like an uncut diamond waiting for that one jeweler who can bring out her shine. Growing up in the grungy back streets of Cantalot, Champagne Sparkle learnt to hoof-fight the dirty way from the commune of expat zebras living in the shadows outside the law. As a young filly, she made her crust-hooking cheap lead glass and brass to fancy ponies, shone up like diamond rings, always keeping one hoof ahead of the city watch. But it was only after bribing her way into the academy that she finally found a love of magic, a love of parties, and a love of love. Uh, anyway, dice. Yeah, there's definitely a spot about how you should buy a regular dice subscription from Libra Arcana, which is amazing, and you should totally do that, and not me frothing about his OC. Don't steal. Okay, thanks. Bye. Additionally, listen up for a spot from our friends over at Chaotic Adequate during the break this episode. This week on Robbie Watch, Robbie is in Plymouth at the Theatre Royal for the penultimate destination of Awful Aunties UK Tour. Plymouth is an historic port and naval base in Devon, which, being flanked by the rivers Plym and Tamar, serves as a perfect final bastion before the wilderness that is Cornwall. Visitors to the West Country may not understand the difference between the Cornish and the Devonians, but it is a bitter rivalry that descends far deeper than disagreements over whether the right way to have scones is to spread jam and dollop cream, or spread cream and dollop jam. 
We have a shout-out for one of our fantastic Dutch stowaways, Dale Beerling, a fantasy cartographer who has done a beautiful map of the Dragon Coast, a copy of which will be going up in this episode's description on the website, as well as on social media and our fan art page, which you can find on the website at flintlocksandfireballs.com, in fact. Dale has done a wonderful job of taking my felt-tip scrawlings and turning them into a beautiful in-universe rendering of a portion of Calcinia. You can find Dale on Twitter under at DaleBeerling, and that's Beerling spelt B-W-E-R-L-I-N-G. Imagine some sort of forest creature uh, dancing about with kegs of beer. The beerlings! Anyway, and you can also check out more of his maps at artstation.com slash dalebeerling. And I would highly recommend you do so. We will be guesting at a live show tomorrow, at least tomorrow from the perspective of when this is airing. Our good friends over at Chaotic Adequate, again, tune in for a spot from them at the break, are doing a special live game at the Star of Kings pub in London, not far from King's Cross Station on the 5th of December, tomorrow, at 7pm for an evening of improvised swords and sorcery, relentless mucking about and intermittent howling. Ellie, Sam, and myself will be there playing some guest characters. Robbie, sadly, has a show uh, in Plymouth. Along with fellow adventurers from the Rusty Quill podcast and Adventurers Wanted. So if you're in London, please do come on round. Tickets are very cheap. We are guesting on the RPG Lab's streaming show Test Chamber from 7pm GMT onwards on the 15th of December, which you can find at twitch.tv slash RPG Lab. Test Chamber is a weekly stream where a panel of guests, that's us, create a homebrew campaign element of some sort based off community suggestions, as well as answering any player, GM or gaming questions and being interviewed on air. Come on and check it out. Well, that's it from me, so back to you, past Jason. This is going to be so embarrassing if Ellie does the future, uh, like the, the messages from the present. Maybe I will, just to fuck this it. Do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, do it, but as Jason. <laughs> oh! Ooh, I'm, Ooh, I'm so kooky, look at me with my glasses and my face. <laughs> so just to find out, actually, what, yes, those things that no one else has, glasses one. and face. <laughs> no, just Jason. Yeah, Nobody no else one... on this podcast has either Nobody... of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tired. <laughs> In a world without glasses or faces. Well, if you haven't got faces, you can't have glasses, can you? That's... Oh, can't you? <laughs> what would you uh, I beg to differ. I am holding a glass right now. Ah, ah, glasses. But how would you drink plastic. from it? But yes. Um, I would pour it down my neck hole. And none, of you, <laughs> none of you will be able to say anything about it. And on that disturbing note. <laughs> oh, we should we should actually tell them that it's bonfire night. That is a thing. This is actually point. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we uh, need to say that. Reversing from away from that disturbing note for a moment. Then uh, it's worth mentioning this uh, this particular episode, which is set on Alder's night. Uh, during the uh, uh, during play is actually being recorded on Bonfire Night uh, in the UK. Uh, for our American and international listeners, um, I might actually pass this off to Sam. I think is the most succinct explanation for what Bonfire Night is. All right, uh, Bonfire Night is a celebration of the failure 
of the last man to enter Parliament with honest intentions, a clear agenda, <laughs> and the resources with which to see his plans through. For those of you who aren't British, because I realise that doesn't actually convey the information. <laughs> that... On Finite, there was this guy called Guy Fawkes, and just he tried to blow up Parliament. Watch yeah, Vendetta. Vendetta. He tried to blow up Parliament, and he failed, and now we burn him in effigy every year and eat toffee and let fireworks off. And it's a great time. Yes. It's not weird at all. <laughs> no, it's no. so it's so weird when you explain it to people, but this is like a no. thing that we all do for our so, entire childhoods. Uh, here's so you... to our national celebration of failed terrorism. Yay. But Yay. the point of all of that is you are probably going to hear some fireworks during this episode yeah. because they're <laughs> yeah, all over the UK. Um, <laughs> and coincidentally, we wish that Jason's DMing was clever enough to have done this on purpose, but coincidentally it is on the same day as in character Alders Night which is the Calcinia equivalent of Bonfire Night. Yes. So the bon- so the fireworks actually fit perfectly into the setting. The um, in-character fireworks. Yeah, the in-character yes. fireworks, obviously. Uh, but we just thought we should probably warn you about the weird pops that you might hear from time to time. Just that one, just yes. that. Yeah. Uh, yes, the vast majority of England is joining us for Foley this time. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Well that was well timed. Uh, and on that particular bombshell, it's time uh, for... Not ready. <laughs> no one is <laughs> I'm so not ready not ready at all flintlocks and no don't say it fireball ah. no <laughs> our land stands on the sabre's edge our cities are a powder keg brother chains brother no one's free a life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs. The party having made their way at last to Werrick's watch, reunited, causing, with his estranged lover, the mother of his child, Molly, and a somewhat tearful reunion with Causin Jr. in the process. While they were there, the party also, after with a little bit of uh, asking around, were able to ascertain that as far as they could tell, the Scarlet Wind, the ship they'd come chasing, was no longer in port, or at least not visibly so. They made contact with the bookkeeper, the local head of the uh, criminal faction within Warwick's Watch, who named his price for the information on where the Scarlet Sa- uh, the Scarlet Wind would head next. Either a thousand gold crowns in hard cash, or a task to be performed at his discretion. Such a task was not yet named, and the party retired with Scamp and Celestia returning to the room they'd uh, rented at the Burning Man Tavern, while Corzin returned home after six months' absence to um, <clears throat> spend a little quality time uh, with the mother of his child. 
The following morning, Corzin had a perfectly ordinary morning. Woke up, went to the loo, uh, kissed his wife, went out to get some porridge, had a brief conversation with Celestia, who he took back uh, to his house. Uh, she departed to do some errands, and he returned home to make some porridge. Oh, God. <laughs> Around about this point, Scamp awoke to discover a horrifying creature in Celestia's bed. When Celestia woke up uh, to discern what had happened, Scamp, in a moment of panic, unable to complete their ritual to determine exactly what was going on, uh, fled through magical means into the street. And this is about where we rejoin, as Celestia, just as you have taken out this mirror um, and s taken a a glance at the shocking image displaying before you, you look up and you hear <laughs> as Jeffrey, uh, panicking oh no, at the sight of what's going on, pulls open the, uh, like, uh, with surprising skill for a monkey, unlatches the window and leaps out, uh, landing with monkey-like grace on uh, uh, Scamp's shoulder. Uh, Scamp. Okay. You are out in the street. You have just misty-stepped out uh, into the harsh dawn light uh, with Jeffrey appearing moments later, flinging himself out of the window uh, and into your, uh, uh, onto your shoulder. You have whatever was in your pockets, but you don't have your cloak, uh, your robe, or your beard. <laughs> uh, at this particular time Shit. as uh, you were busy use, uh, as those were uh, are currently stacked uh, along with the rest uh, with, you know, with any bags you might have been carrying at, just at the side of the bed having indulged for once in the luxury of an actual blanket as opposed to just you know pulling a cloak around you for warmth uh, I think I'm going to start with Scamp as we are beginning okay. this this episode with the party somewhat split. No, it's not uh, <laughs> Why not start with Corzin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to Corzin. Well, uh, it's not. Or something. Ominous. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Scamp, uh, let's start with a perception check, please. Okay. That'll go well. Oh, yeah, that's a six. Uh, so, the first uh, thing you notice uh, is looking around, uh, is. Uh, before you can even really check the street properly, um, you hear the sound of something being dropped, of just a basket <clears throat> hitting the floor. Uh, and you look and turn, you see it down the end of the street, there is a somewhat, you know, um, plump, uh, buxom, grey-clothed, uh, wearing human woman who was carrying a large basket of what appeared to be sugar-coated apples. She has just dropped it uh, and is staring at you in horror, points and screams, Demons! Demons! Oh, balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, what do you do? Is she the only person around? Uh, with the perception check you got before, I'm going to say you didn't really notice her before that, that happened, so looking around, nope, there are... Uh, there are a couple of other people um, who were just walking down the street but have now turned their attention drawn by the scream of demon, demon. <laughs> oh, good. 
uh, <laughs> and they are they are looking over with shock and mounting panic. What uh, do you want to do? Okay. Oh boy. Uh, that's an action. That is also an action. <laughs> um, everything's an action. But I, so I'm gonna have to use some sorcerer points here. Uh, I mean, uh, well, this isn't within. I'm gonna say like this is, as it were, the next round. You know, you don't you you, you like using up. Uh, oh right. Yeah, you, but I need two actions. Oh shit. Okay. Because <laughs> one of these things is not enough to be useful. Okay. Uh, or is it? Uh, how high up's the building? Uh, the buildings here are, uh, you're in a fairly built up sort of street near the centre of town, so they are actually two storey rather than one storey. So I'm going to say like <laughs> 25 feet to the roof. Okay, that's, that's far, that's alright. Um, so I guess I'm misty stepping again, but first, that's, <laughs> that's a bonus action. Okay. Um, let's not waste the sorcery points just yet. I'm going to cast darkness. Okay, so you uh, so you cast. Where are you? Uh, are you centering the darkness? On me. <laughs> okay, so as this as these people are pointing and screaming, you um, sort of snap your fingers and just inky tendrils billow out from you in every direction, uh, filling the street with this thick cloud of darkness, and of course, completely unseen. <laughs> Like fucking Nightcrawler. Sorry, I just, I just yes. had to get that out for a second. Yes. I'm okay you, uh, now. You it's Nightcrawler done. leap right <laughs> up. To, I'm assuming up to the uh, rooftops. Yeah, uh, the rooftop <coughs> of the building I've just left. Okay, and I'm going to try and hide. <laughs> you uh, leap up to the top of the building. Okay, uh, give me a stealth check, please. Oh, why didn't I tides of chaos it? That's a one. Oh <laughs> shit! Oh, shit. Uh, so at this point. You st you nestle down behind one of the ch the the, the inn's chimneys, and just as you like, and you can tell peering out, you are completely blocked from sight from the uh, woman with the uh, basket full of apples. Uh, at which point you shout, you hear the shout of, "There, up there, I see it!" Uh, and you look Balls. around, and you are completely exposed from the backside to what seemed to be uh you, you look down and you can see this this street this side of the building is much more crowded there are yeah. about eight people down there oh, two shit. of which are soldiers uh who were busy buying uh who were busy buying what looks to be a hot roll from a street vendor who is looking looking up and pointing at you and the, and the green coated soldiers immediately look up as well and have yeah very definitely pegged your appearance um and one of them goes to the other Drosny, ring the alarm! Ring the alarm! Oh, no. Uh, and he reaches into his coat and starts ringing this handbell. Cling, oh, cling, it's... cling. Okay. Um, the, how much of the... Did, does the darkness reach the window of uh, my room? The darkness is, as I realise, I do not have my uh, uh, handbells. 15 feet radius Radius. Oh, uh, no, because you centered it, you centered it, your, oh, did you make it as big as you can? I would have, I, I would have put it just well, above I mean, you, me. Well, you'd have put, okay, if you'd have put it just as above the center you, point. Yeah, in which case, then that's five feet above the surface, uh, so yes, it obscures the window. So, from your perspective in, inside Celestia, and we'll get back to exactly what you're do doing during this, 
uh, in a few moments. You look up as you just hear these screams from outside, and then the the, the whole window just goes. It's like the sun has just winked out. Uh, and because of the way, oh, I need to take a look at how darkness works because I'm pretty sure it can't permeate uh, solid surfaces. Oh, um, but the monkey opened the window. The monkey did open the, the window. Mon- so tendrils of darkness just flood King into the room at the same time, uh, which block even your uh, drow sights. Yeah, because it's magic darkness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at this point, by the way, a moment later, because Misty Step doesn't bring your animals with you, uh, no. you hear a sort of <laughs> as uh, Jeffrey clambers up the side of the uh, uh, up a nearby drainpipe, and you can hear in your own head. Um, uh, scam. Get up here, Jeffrey. Up, up, up. She's up here. Sorry, they're up here. Yeah. Uh, and you can hear friend uh, calling out apologies. By the way, that's that's the GM mis- uh, misgendering scam as you. Uh, so yes, you. Uh, so uh, hey, Jeffrey's with you. Uh, okay, this is getting complex enough that maybe we're going to have to do this round by round. So, Celestia, <laughs> I will go back to seeing what you're doing. Okay, where am I at in this So, timeline? at this point, in this timeline, what's just happened is you've just seen yourself. You've just... And uh, and uh, within the next six seconds, Jeffrey has leapt out of... Has opened the <laughs> the window, leapt out. Everything's you've gone to shit. You've heard something, someone screaming, <laughs> oh uh, demon, and then darkness has just filled the room. Uh, <laughs> not a lot then. I'm probably just gonna fuck and drop the mirror, and I'm not sure I get anything else done in that time. That's all right. Okay, scamp. Because um, <laughs> I don't know if I would. <laughs> yeah, scamp. Uh, what do you do given what the people have just seen? Um, oh, there is nowhere I can hide up here. Circumstances. So. I think we're gonna move. Over I'm not even aware that scamp. Sorry, can I clarify what I'm aware of? Am I aware yes. that Scamp has Misty stepped outside? Uh, you saw Scamp you see me vanish. vanish and you've seen Scamp do it before. Did so I you... hear what the scream was or did you... I just hear a scream or did, uh, I, or did I hear her shout oh, demon? Give me, give me a quick uh, perception check. Okay, because that's it's just going to affect what I'm yeah. doing. So, uh, shit. Um, 13? No, 14. Okay. No, sorry. that's enough that you heard demon, demon! Okay, cool. I still don't think I would have reacted any quicker than that. <laughs> yep. No, no. That was a lot. <laughs> yep. You have problems right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you are you are aware of that happening, and I'm going to say with the 14, you also heard much fainter because it's had to kind of go travel over the uh, uh, over the inn and then bounce off for you to hear it. You have heard there, it is up there from, uh, but much fainter as if something. You you yeah, you, those are the words you hear. I think. So, uh, Scamp, what do you do? Uh, okay, I need somewhere to hide, and the only place I can see that's going to be any good. Is that darkness? So I will cast fly. <laughs> oh shit! And Jeffrey I leaps onto your shirt and holds on for dear life. Yeah, I, do I know it's going through the window? Because I would try to get to that sort of window and give myself some cover. Because make an I intelligence. Can... I mean, you know, no, you can see how high it goes. You can just see how high the darkness goes. So you okay. you, you would be able to so work I'm out. Gonna it probably try does and go head the for like sort of float down the side of the wall and okay. find the window but as stay you, in the darkness and be really you, quiet. As this is happening, because it's pretty hard to disguise this when everyone is on your, looking at you at the moment this happens, um, as you dr- as you suddenly dr- uh, fl- uh, float off the top of the building and then over out of their immediate sight, you do hear the, the, the someone call, By the Regent! 
It's come fly! <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, you are now... Uh, give me... Give me a... Yeah, no, I'm not going to give you advantage for this because they, like... The, 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 the baker, like, the woman with the apples is still kind of looking at the darkness even as you're hiding in it. So give me just a straight stealth check, please. <laughs> not using that dice. Um... <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Um, 23. <laughs> you, it, you zip down into the darkness. Um, and the it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, did uh, as far as you can tell, bearing in mind you can't see the, through the darkness either, uh, at the very least, Apple Woman doesn't seem to have seen you. Um, yeah. So, 23, was that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, as that's happening then, the uh, you are, however... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for a perception check because... You you gotta yeah you gotta do this by ear to hear what's going on around you. Okay. Good thing I'm so good at that. That's a four. <laughs> yeah. All I know, hear is monkey. You just hear you hear Jeffrey going <laughs> and uh, followed by no shh shh Jeffrey shh. <laughs> As Jeffrey panics for a moment before before being quieted by um uh, by friends urgings. Uh. Celestia, you can give me a, a perception check, though. Because you can't see any of this. 13. Okay, you can't hear Scamp. No, uh, so yeah, that's not enough to hear to hear any, like or sense anything of Scamp's descent. Um, but they've come in through the window. Have you come in through the window, Scamp? Or are you just um, hovering yeah, outside? I, I think I'm sort of on the windowsill, <laughs> but on okay. the inside. Because I don't think it's going to go that far into the room, is it? Uh, no. You're, I guess you're, it's not a big room, but... It's not particularly... I mean, it's not a big room. It covers... Like, it, it does go to the door. Like, you know, it is... It is it, like, it's it's a small room. The, the darkness... Given the way that darkness spreads around corners, there's just enough that it would fill up the room. Yeah. So, uh... Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, so that's happening. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you, you're not really sure what's happening uh, until you can just about a few moments hear the sound, uh, the sound of muffled voices. Uh, the darkness has a curious sort of effect. It doesn't exact. It, it doesn't block out sound, but it seems to slightly distort and dampen it in strange ways. Mm. Um, so when you hear the voices from down the street. They, it's like you're hearing them through, like through a thin wall almost. There's a sort of scream. Sort of I want to duck down onto the floor so that if the darkness goes, I'm not <coughs> visible. Uh, this outside. is a good point. Is darkness concentrate? Thank you. Sorry, oh shit! It, it is concentration. I didn't notice that. It is concentration. Oh shit! Okay, no. Then the moment you fly, oh, you get down into the darkness. I would have tried climbing if I knew it was concentration. Alright, well, Paul. I didn't uh, notice that. Okay, um. Urgh. I'll say that it, it lasts for Which a few seconds. Which could also be really bad. It lasts for a few seconds and you get down to the. I'm gonna say you got. You, you, you take advantage of the darkness just enough to get onto the window ledge, out of the immediate sight of the Baker woman, at least. Well, sorry, the Apples woman, uh, at least. Uh, but then the darkness <laughs> clears. I, and... I mean, I wouldn't have cast Fly at all if I. Okay. Well, we'll so say then that you. In which case, give me. Uh, we'll revert the last few seconds. Uh, the last six seconds. <laughs> so, I need to be better at this. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't notice it either. Uh, give me. I didn't a, think of it. That's it's fine. fine. Uh, give me 
a spells. Uh, give me an oh, oh an athletics check then if you're going to climb down. Oh shit! Is athletics oh, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this I'm going to tie to chaos. Okay, <laughs> please do. Tide active. Oh, good, because that makes it a 17 instead of a 2. Okay, fact, you... That would have been a 1. Uh, right. because I'll use your earlier stealth check. Uh, so you drop neatly down onto the uh, ledge while keeping the darkness, uh, the, the, the tendrils of darkness sustained. Uh, which means that you're now on the ledge. Uh, the room is filled with darkness, so you can't see what's in there. And uh, Celestia, with your, uh, you already did a perception check, so you don't really hear... Scamp land either because of the muting effects of the darkness. So yeah, both of you are just isolated in darkness right now. Great. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I see you are paralyzed with indecision and just in comprehension of the situation. And maybe fear at yeah, this point. Yeah. Uh, seems seems fair. Okay. Have I got an estimation of where I think? she was yes you can or remember if I lost that. my bearings completely no no you haven't lost your bearings you I mean I think them. I think I would say something I'd be like scamp where did you go scamp where did you go and we will just <laughs> ass- we will Jesus. just assume from this point all on that that's happening that, that, that's yeah. yes Lester is speaking with uh, with all his voice <laughs> I'm gonna use minor illusion to throw my voice okay so that she doesn't know where I am <laughs> uh, um, right you throw it to the far side of the room well, I'm going to go sort of next to where she is, so that okay. it's just coming. So she knows it's not coming from me, so that she doesn't just throw attacks at it. Okay, We're so still from just over your left shoulder, Celestia, you hear Olga. No, um, it's Celestia. You know the spell that she was going to make us swap. It, it's happened. I know it doesn't look like it has, but it has. Um, do you remember what I first said to you when I met you? Do you remember you? Um, I nicked your map and you cast a spell on me to make me be friends with you and then I cast one back and we had a sort of, you know, dickhead off together. Olga wasn't there at that point. She wouldn't know that. She didn't know us then. That friend spell worked really well, didn't it? Um, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I may have fucked things up a bit. Just out of curiosity, um, would uh, you have uh, you have mage armor up, don't you? Um, I think I did. Yeah. Yes, you do. Okay, which is why uh, when you when both of you hear, you just hear ah, there, there was the darkness over there. It is okay. We will deal with this demon. And you hear the sounds of crack, crack as the uh, soldiers start firing blindly into the darkness one of the shots actually smacks you in the back scamp but bounces off because of your uh, of your horn thick uh, skin okay uh, i'm going to drop the darkness and um oh, I, I just rolled two if... shots with disadvantage by the way uh, i don't know if i've got anything that will oh I, have, I can't do both visual and minor illusion is not strong enough. <laughs> uh, I want to create a dying demon and I totally can't. <laughs> yeah, no, like... You make the sound, maybe? 
Unfortunately. Yeah, can I make the sound of something dying from the roof? Oh, you can make the sound of something dying. I'm going to say under the circumstances this is a deception check with disadvantage, though. (laughs) Because, uh, obviously, they're not seeing a thing dying. Oh, that's a one. (laughs) Oh. So. Yeah. um, As the. Two dice I'm not using again tonight. so, um, first of all, I'm assuming that when you drop the darkness, you aren't staying on the ledge. Are you dropping no, down? No, I'm, I'm crouched on the floor, but I've. Okay, below you're crouched the on the floor below the window. Uh, okay, so at this point, you as the darkness <laughs> vanishes out of existence, the inky tendrils evaporate. You just hear this. Oh, 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 sounds from up above it's yeah it sounded better in your head and it didn't quite translate the way you'd wanted to uh that sounded so much better in my head what the fuck was that uh so as that's happening uh we need we need to run do you you believe me can you give me a uh stealth check please and i'll say uh uh yeah just a straight stealth check please oh 12 Okay. Um, Am I actually in visual of anyone, though? You're not in visual. But the window's open. (laughs) But the window's open. That's the thing. Uh, And there's two of them looking. Uh, So they make, make, as it were, a check with advantage. Uh, And you do hear from below. Wait. Thursday, one of those windows is open. You, you, cover this from, uh, from here. Get more men. We will check the inn. Um, well, we're in trouble. Um, one of us needs to put my cloak on. Both you put the cloak put on, I'll put on. my cloak on. I'm yeah. just ugly. You're like... Yeah, and as you... Um... I think you're ugly enough to potentially kill people. Probably you put your cloak but on. But I'll, I'll put something over my face. It'll be fine. I put my scarf over my face. I'm going to try okay, hiding. Is there I'm going to try, like, uh... try and like, cover my hands with my sleeves as much as possible. Yeah. And... I mean, are you hiding in here? Is that what's happening? I mean, this is a this is like a small twin yeah. room. It has two bed, two thin beds, a bedside table, and a small chest to keep your belongings in. Fuck. Um. <laughs> and then one door and one window. Okay. I'm getting my cloak on first and the yep. beard. <laughs> Which is good because uh, you're already attuned to the cloak, so there's work. So I can for you. use it. Uh, I, I could do a distraction. Uh, right now, I think that's going to lead to you getting killed. Yeah, but all, all you getting killed. I mean, if they come up here, we're fucked. Um, we uh, need to yeah. I'm going to say about this moment, uh, then you hear a sound. Uh, you hear the door. Excuse me. A voice coming through the door. The priestess, uh, she, the priestess wishes to see you. She says you will be safe. I mean, that sounds pretty good. That sounds really good. Um, I, is she gonna shit herself if I show up like this? Yes. Um, Put your else to do. You do have the yeah with with the cloak on and the mask and the, and the and the scarf around your face. I mean, you're still obviously a horrifying monster, but you feel confident that you won't kill people just by looking at you. 
Also, if I'm lucky, they might mistake me for a really ugly old woman. I mean, Maybe. your skin is blue and green. This is true. Uh, but I'm trying to. I'm going to try and cover as much of it as possible. Yeah, you, you try and cover. I don't have time as... now, really, yeah, do yeah. I? So, uh, yeah. If, if if you are in a situation where you have time, you you can try and you know use Scamp's disguise kit to cover up the flesh and thumb. But this is you. You have moments. Just some bandages. I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you just wrap yourself, you quickly wrap a scarf around your face, uh, cover the uh, hood. Uh, yeah, the doors here do, by the way, have latches on the inside, so the, the, the person outside isn't just being polite. Okay, um, I can't think of anything else, can you? Nope, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, you unlock latch the door and you see one of the uh, grey-coated co- uh, uh, church soldiers there. He seems to double-take at... Well, you're in the beard, Scamp. Uh, so he double takes at your appearance, Celestia. Was... I... Never mind. Come, come, come. And he quickly ushers you down the hall. I'm going to put my sunglasses on. <laughs> Try and cover sunglasses. a bit more of my oh, face. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, because that's really funny and I can't resist doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he quickly unlocks, and you see down the hall there is uh, the entry to the one larger sort of proper suite that's in the tavern reserved for visiting nobles and rich people. And there is the other, the other soldier is kind of standing uh, on the outside and he seems again shocked by your appearance or what little he can see of it. But they're trained soldiers, they, you know, they, ha- they have their work to do and they pull open, uh, he quickly unlocks the door. Uh, and opens up into a small, into a small sort of sitting room area. Uh, come quickly, uh, and they invite you to, uh, to to usher you in. Right. Awesome. Priestess, the priestess Tumblebrook has offered uh, has offered you her protection. She will not renege her. Please get in. Okay, great. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, they slam the door and lock the door behind you, and, uh, and they do lock the door behind you. And just as this happens, you can hear the sounds of heavy foot uh, boots uh, clomping up the stairwell. Uh, and you can just see that, yeah, this, this room has two small adjoining doorways, like one with a, with, one with a solid door, one with a privacy curtain uh, onto it, and a pair of windows which are currently shut and shuttered. And through the door, you can just hear. Oh, we've come to. We've had, we've had tales that there is a demon in this place. You must. Oh, uh, uh, did you see anything? Mm. We heard the disturbance coming from that room over there. Now, there's something. We heard uh, the sound of a window being opened, and I do not know, like bat wings or something. What? Uh, come, Grizzly, kick the door down. And you hear the sound of as a door is kicked open, uh, followed by a certain amount of rummaging. There's a few moments before you hear the voices again. Nothing in here. We need to search the priestess's quarters. You will do no such thing. The church will not accept any sort of intrusion on its privacy. Or would you like me to take this to the Baron? Baroness, in fact. <laughs> it is fine. They're agents of the church. Okay. We're looking for a thing like... It sounds like it's grown wings. We're looking for a flying thing. Come. You, you, you. We will take the north streets. You take the south streets. And you hear the, uh, the clumping of boots as they begin returning down the stairwell. 
the pair of you kind of stop pressing your ears to the door and you look round and you can see there is a that a figure has stepped out from the uh, stepped out from the privacy curtain. It's a familiar figure. You've met her before. It's the. It appears to be the uh, priestess, uh, Sister Nathaniel Tumblebrook. She is. As you look down at her, obviously being a half a halfling, uh, she is dressed in a simple nightgown. You get the impression that you've pretty much just woken her up with everything going on, <laughs> and um, you can see that she, you know, her skin is a little blemished. There's no makeup on it, and she does um, have a night's growth of stubble uh, on her neck and chin. She looks between you, Scamp, and you, Celestia. Before Thank we you. go any further, would you swear to me upon the Regent that you mean neither me nor... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Before we go any further, would you swear to me upon the name of the Regent and all the saints that you have neither intent nor plan to cause harm to anyone within this house, these rooms, or this town. I swear. Yeah. I Very don't want well. to hurt anyone. Scamper, we good? Yeah. Oh, good. Come, sit. I will make sure you have. Uh, I'll make sure you have something to eat while we're, while I finish getting ready. And she beckons you into a sort of adjoining sitting room, where you can see um, there is a small samovar, uh, with a little oil lamp, flame beneath it, keeping tea hot. She uh, picks it up and <coughs> pours you both out uh, a small cup of hot tea, to which she quickly adds uh, some spoonfuls of sugar. <sighs> well then. You, she says, pointing to you, Scamp, I remember you from last night, Sir Dwarf. You um. I am not sure about. <laughs> Now I would like you to take some time to explain to me why it is I am hearing calls of demons from the street and gunshots at this time of the morning. I'm going to take off the beard. She takes a moment. Blinks. Ah. I see. You're a tiefling then, are you? Yeah. Not a problem. Well, you've sworn by the region that you mean no harm here, so unless you give me reason to believe you have forsworn sworn yourself, no. She um, <coughs> sits down at a small chair 
and you can see there's a large it's actually kind of a, a, an extra vanity dresser with a large mirror on it and there is a uh, large bowl of frothed up uh, sort of lathered foam with a brush and while she talks with you she uh, takes the brush and begins sort of putting the lather around her neck and chin no i don't see that necessarily being a problem though i suppose i can see why others might have and yourself madam are you also of uh, that same heritage i don't even know how to explain my situation um no do you remember last night we said we thought we maybe knew who had caused all this illness. yes you and the uh the the drow uh, yeah hi she hears it you up and down it's really complicated i have no way of proving that to you so we met this person a oh while no back. i do i do i click my fingers and make my spirits visible because she will have seen them already mm-hmm. she takes a moment to peer and notice it and yes take a moment to recognize this uh, the swatch of uh, you, you can see them can't you you're a yeah. cleric yes of course and again there's like a strange moment of focus and stretching and emerging from uh just a small you can see there is a very small shrine like just a little um a little stone shrine which is uh, to the regent uh but which curiously has a carving of a fox uh in stone across the front of it set up on the mantelpiece and as you look over you see the stone fox glows for a moment celestia you're the only one who sees this of course seems to glow golden for a moment then stretches steps out of it and pads over through the air until it rests around Nathaniel's shoulders. I'm glad something's still the same. Um, well, yes, this is so. most unusual. Do you mind? And she extends a hand as if to t- touch you on the shoulder. I flinch a moment and then realise it's all right and let her. Presses, she touches you on the shoulder and you see the... Uh, eyes of the golden fox flash for a moment and hers do in turn yes it seems there's quite an enchantment upon you one that seems it may be beyond my power to break 24 hours supposedly I see she retrieves her hand and um, puts down the brush and draws a uh, old, well, at this time not old-fashioned, very currently in fashion, mm-hmm. uh, pearl-handled mm-hmm. straight razor. And uh, while she talks, begins just gently shaving her neck and chin. So but this is only half of it, isn't it? That yeah. was the deal. Yeah, she's walking around looking like me. You seen causing this morning? No. I woke up and this. Yes, sorry. So you mean to tell me that this creature has taken your form? For 24 hours, yeah, I made a deal. Before we knew what she was. So she's going to be out there looking like who you met yesterday. Looking like me. Hmm, I see. She continues shaving. There's a lot of shit she could fuck up as me in this city. I'm assuming 
you still got your abilities and she still got hers. Yeah. The stuff she can do with and the places she could go with your face, that's mm, yep. Yep. Indeed. Hmm. I can She could go meet the bookkeeper, she could find out everything, she could fix it, she could do all of it tonight. Twenty four hours is a long time. Or she could keep doing what she's been doing and killing people. Yep. She's the family is sort of with frowns looking at the pair of you. There is a limit to what I can do. You don't have any bandages, do you? Oh, those I have a plenty. That would be good. That's a good start. Um, Gregor! And you, the door opens. Yes, priestess. Would you be a dear and uh, get this poor soul some bandages, please? I think we'll need several rolls. Of course, priestess. I close the door and goes to fetch bandages for you. Still, unfortunately in this place, the only real pull I have beyond the doctors that are going around is uh, Gregor and uh, Petro there. I don't have, and of course the fear of the church. <laughs> it at least ensures that my privacy is maintained. I could offer to keep you here. No. I understand. Thank you, but um She finishes shaving. No, we need to get out as a matter of urgency. Make sure I'm not you know, actually ugly enough to kill anyone and then um hmm. then leave really. She takes um a cloth towel, pats down and uh pulls up and opens the vanity drawer, retrieving a small box of makeups. Uh, of makeup begins uh, powdering a small puff. Well, I don't. Su- I suppose there are a couple of other small things. Um, if you would like, I do have some uh, nuns' habits. <laughs> yes. Like yes. <laughs> it would. They're at least. If nothing else, they are concealing. God, it's a shame my fucking codpiece is invisible right now. <laughs> Why is it a half mast? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's glamoured, isn't it? Mm, of course. Out of character for yeah, a second, yeah. it all is actually your, glamoured. Yeah, all, all of my your clothing is, uh, is is disguised to look like Olga's rags. <laughs> I, mean, I can't think of anything funnier than wearing a nun's habit. <laughs> Fuck it, at this point, <laughs> my mother would be very proud. <laughs> if you could get a habit as well, please. Of course, priestess. And um, some one of the ones with the uh, very traditional veils, if you can manage. She's <laughs> <sighs> powdering her face. Well, that much at least I can do. I suppose. Um, hmm. In fact, yes, I probably have a few. If you. Uh, Want to take a moment? There's some food in the bedroom, the remains of my breakfast. Uh, I just started on it, so if you want to 
get a little something to eat, uh, miss. And get bandaged up and all get that. Get bandaged yeah. up. Uh, uh, what was your name again, um, young tiefling? Scamp. Scamp. Thank you. Uh, your family. Nice to meet you. Again. It is good to meet you. Again. Um, <laughs> Excellent. getting some weird things. <laughs> it is good to meet you again. Um, and while Gregor, I go off to yeah, while Gregor is busy outfitting you, Celestia. Poor Gregor. <laughs> you see, <hell>. Gregor <laughs> visibly shudder a couple of times. <laughs> oh. uh, let's roll to see if, if Gregor catches a view of your face. Anything? He does not. Ah. And in the distance, you hear a sound of <laughs> and a clatter. Well, that's strange. Must be setting off the fireworks early. Can't imagine why anyone would do that. Anyway, she takes a moment mm-hmm. to um, continue powdering her. Uh, while she's powdering her face, looks at you, Scamp. So, you've been passing for some time as a dwarf, then, have you? Yeah, but I'm kind of done with it. You are? Yeah. If this wasn't important, I don't know. Let them shout, demon. I don't care. I do care. It's really painful, like, in here. Point at the chest. (laughs) But so's hiding. I understand what you mean. She looks um, down at the... Takes a sip of her tea, puts it down, looks at it for a moment. More of those explosions. So many! Must be someone having... I don't know why those aren't going off in the evening. I'm sure it's nothing. The thing is... She smiles and kind of rubs at her chin. I am lucky myself. I found a place where it didn't. How to put this? My parents were the happiest parents in the world. They were overjoyed to have a son. Have you got and a they brother? were No. No I don't. And they were um heartbroken when I took that from them. They didn't understand. And I've been fortunate because it's a rare thing, that particular problem in this world in which we live not so many people are bothered but they were and I had to leave and I found the church and the church didn't care the church was always welcoming there was always a place for me there and well when I found when they found out what I could see There was respect there as well. But you see, I can imagine 
what it must have been like for you to feel that hatred, that bigotry your whole life through from everyone, not just from a few people. I wouldn't hide for my family. And I, and you know I think you're right. Because this world is full of people that hate and fear things that they don't understand. But it's not right to have to cave to them. To have to pretend to be, <laughs> to be a dwarf. Or a man. I wouldn't bother with gender. It seems pointless. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's just my feeling. I can see why it, maybe it's important. For some people. It matters to me. But I think most people don't care about those things. And I wish they could see that it doesn't matter whether you have horns as well. There's not a lot I can do. But while you're in this town, maybe there is something. She rummages around in the vanity drawer for a moment and pulls out um, a very miniature writing desk uh, with drawers, some nice kind of like lined I have paper. spent too long in theatres. I got really confused because I thought you said lighting desk. No, writing desk, <laughs> writing desk. <laughs> well, I just pull out like a proper, like actual lighting desk with yeah, sliding yeah, switches. Sliders. And yeah, that's really, really out She goes up writing dress, uh, some paper, uh, sealing wax, a small candle, and um, and a writing pen, and scribbles something out. And you can see the paper is actually headed. And after a moment, she takes a ribbon, some of the uh, purple sealing wax, melts it on, and uh, takes a small signet ring out of the box and proceeds to stamp the wax. She um, loosely rolls up the scroll and passes it to you. This is a note from me telling anyone who would, of authority that would care to look that you are, let's say, an agent of the church and you're under my protection. I'm afraid my word is not a currency that goes far beyond these streets. It travels with me, but for as long well, I have the benefit that people hate and fear me for the things I do, not for who I am. And while they might not like me for extending my protection to a demon, as they would put it, they need me, and they're afraid of me. And so, this at least will keep the local soldiers from attacking you, and it might hold some sway with the common folk. If you want it. Yes. She passes you the scroll. 
Thank you. I'll do my best to spread the word. <coughs> but I'm sorry that that probably won't hold in other towns. Nah. But here at least. I'll see what I can do to let you be you. Thank you. It's about this point, Celestia, that you emerge in a full, fully wimpled, with, <laughs> with veil, with a white veil, like perfectly white, apart from a stitched, like silver symbol of the re- uh, you know, sort of regency crown uh, on these uh, <laughs> on the front nun's habit. It even comes with white gloves. The thing is, though, you have Olga's gait. So you are hunched over. Yeah, yeah, you are hunched over, hunchbacked. Um, can I wear my sunglasses with this outfit is my first question. I'm going to say yes. Yes, you can. I think that's hysterically funny. There's a, there's a thin slit through <laughs> which you'd be looking anyway, so you put the glasses over that. Just the outfit with that is yeah. genius, um, and I want to do it, so I'm doing that. <laughs> um, and then I turn to Scamp and go... I feel like an absolute fucker, I'm not going to lie to you. You look is... beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel gorgeous in every way. <laughs> Maybe I should get a portrait commissioned and send it to Mummy. She'd be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'll see what... It, um... I wish I could say it suits you. <laughs> I don't think you have the build for it right now. No. No. Well, we better go and find Corzin. Yeah, just in case he bumps into you. Oh, Indeed. God. And by this point, the family's finished her makeup and she steps into the next room and returns a few moments later wearing her sort of everyday priestly habit. Well, then. I'll see about having a word with the Baroness. Graf. Uh, so at least some of the local soldiers know not to assault you. Could you, um... Might be a bit far, but I don't suppose you could put out a call for if anyone sees me. I do oh, the sort yes. of inverted I'll, commas thing in I'll the... I'll do what the, I can about that as well. Yeah, only today, um, because tomorrow that would actually be me and I'd like to not be arrested, having done nothing wrong. I'll see what I... I will do everything in my power. Thank you. And thank you for this so gesture at all of me. That's all right. Well then, she looks at you, Scamp. Up to you uh, which way you want to leave these chambers. Are they going to be? They're going to be looking for my face right now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a headhunt going on. Well, hmm. as much as I hate to, say, I'm. No, you know what? That's your choice. If you want to leave it two hours for me to get the message round, you can do that. We don't have two hours. But if you don't, if you stay here two hours, that's fine. But I've got to go. No, I mean it's going to take me two hours for for me to talk to people and get them to talk to people. I think we've got to move faster than that. We've got to shake our paws in. Well then, go with my blessing and the regents with you. Thank you. I will be here or elsewhere as you need me. 
Thanks. We owe you a lot. Hmm. That's all right. You can pay me by righting wrongs, which I have a feeling you're going to do anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, now Gartagon, you don't have that much time. And you uh, make your way out and with your crooked nun's habit <laughs> and currently... I imagine one shoulder is like fully high yep. the other <laughs> yeah it's proper hunchback not the damn style um, you and uh, scamp still momentarily bedwarfed you merge onto the streets and this is where we're going to cut backwards in time <laughs> to cause him cause him you okay. have just had a lovely breakfast <laughs> it's um it's been quite nice you know you've, you've like you know uh, the there's there was uh, there was some all there were some currants that uh uh molly had saved up and just a little bit of le- just a little bit of honey uh mixed into the porridge yeah it's been quite a nice you know and it's been really nice you know although he's you know and little causing was you know, able to get to the breakfast table. He's still kind of bedridden for the most part. But you were at least able to have, for the first time in six months, breakfast with your son. Hmm. And the mother of your child. So, what are your plans for the day, then? Right, well, I think that once I meet up with the others, I'm going to have to... uh go and see what I can do about uh, about speaking to the uh, the bookkeeper mm. she doesn't seem to like you know, doesn't seem to show any recognition to, uh, at that at that name uh, your friend that's the uh, drow and the dwarf from last night eh? yes mm. although uh, between you and I not actually a dwarf it's not actually uh, a dwarf. They are a tiefling. There is a moment of shock rather than revulsion. But just there is still just a moment of shock uh, in Molly's eyes. She blinks for a moment. A tiefling who I owe my life and who owes their life to me. So I think uh, <laughs> that makes us fairly even. But regardless... Says little cousin. What's um, what's a teeth like? Uh, they're uh, uh, misunderstood folk, actually. Uh, not met many of them until quite recently, but um, there's there's them out there that uh, say that they're descended from demons. Now, whether or not that's actually true, I don't know. But what I do know is true is that most of the tieflings I've ever met are just as strange and complicated as any other type of folk. And you do well to remember that. Oh. Okay, Pa. Oh. Huh. Is that that how it works? (laughs) And uh, Molly actually looks up. That's a bit weird. That's a bit weird. Why are they setting off fireworks at this time of the day? Maybe Some people just can't wait, or so it would seem. I know, but they never look as good during the day as they are uh, as they are at night. Oh, they're going to be. 
you're please Corazon, please tell me you're in town at least the, to, the tonight is yeah, at least the rest of tonight before you have to go of over. course of course all right so there's so they're going I think I think it's due around midnight um, we're going they're, they're gonna get be, there's gonna be a big display you know the usual big display up at the old castle um, I wouldn't miss it oh, you know that we're gonna go we're gonna go see the uh, t- uh, display at the castle with your pa oh I love that pa that's right yeah now there's a couple of things I gotta do before then but um, but yeah that's definitely gonna be a thing that will happen well I'm gonna be uh, working later in the day but uh, for uh, for now I've got I've got plenty of chores to be keeping me busy uh, and as much as I'd like to pull you into doing your fair share of them as well <laughs> she's glowing a little from the previous night still um, then I suppose you better be a st- off to sort out problems with your friends. Yeah, so um, I'll be back here as soon as I can. You hear me? Both of you. All right. She gives you. She gives you a kiss in the cheek, and then just a much more full-on kiss a moment later. Yeah, I, I return it. Um, and With the as we break him apart, for a hug. I pick him up uh, in Woo! my arms and um, hold him <laughs> tightly. Ah, ah. Bloody well missed you, I have. We missed you too, Pa. And I uh, put him back down and I say, Now, if you're really good and uh, you're up to it, I'll make sure you can sit on my shoulder so you can see everything later. Oh, that's nice. He, he just sort of giggles a little and slightly sort of does that small that small child shifting in place that you sometimes see. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of ruffle his hair a little bit. And actually, I, I uh, search around in my um, my pack a little bit, and I get um, the new tricorn that Fighty made for me, and I oh. uh, place it on his head. It's still <gasps> massively too big for him. Yeah, it falls right but, over his brow, and he has to push it back. But I like, uh, say, <laughs> now you hang on to that. And he look after grabs it with both okay? hands to keep it safe. Pug on me a hat! Pug on me a hat! I, I can see that he got your hat. It's a very fine hat. It's finer than the hat he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best for my little boy. Now, let's go and see if we can't uh, sort today's nonsense out. Right. And as you get up, um, Molly gives you a kiss at the door. Uh, and then you... Uh, and you head on out into the streets. Again, yeah, there's the distant sound of fireworks going off early, which is very strange uh, mm. this early in the day, but... We're making this sound like a plot point, and it's not. There's just fireworks going <laughs> off outside all of my house. It's, definitely it's very, very funny. <laughs> if it is, I I'll don't kill trust you. it not to be. Uh, <laughs> ah. uh. <laughs> not that we're okay, all a bit uh, tense right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, as a matter of um, uh, verification, when Celestia left, she was going down towards the um, uh, the gambling house, wasn't she? Uh she headed down a like she headed off down a side street. Um, yeah, which was broadly, you reckon, towards the Lucky Cup. Um, so probably, yeah, that was that was likely the errand she was talking about. All right, 
I am going to move vaguely in that direction as well. Okay. I'm going to uh, head down towards the uh, luck, the lucky cup. Okay. But also, is it is it anywhere located near um, the the docks proper? Uh it's not too far from the docks proper. No, like it's um, like it's it's as it were on the other side of the harbour from the burning man. All right. Um, I'm. I'm going to take my time, walk down by the docks, and yes. examine closely each ship that is docked there. Okay, so there are um, four ships, uh, or, well, sorry, three ships, my bad, uh, or that aren't just, you know, local fishing junks, uh, apart from the Regret, of course, right, uh, yeah. in Port of the Moment. There is the Mary Elizabeth, uh, mm-hmm. which is a merchant uh, uh, looks to be the equivalent of, say, a fifth rate, um, but right. you know, with less cannons. Uh, you know, there's only got small cannons on it of the type you'd expect to deter uh, pirates rather than you know, like a, a warship. It's actually pretty similar to the form right. in terms okay. of its, uh, cool. uh, its uh, getup. Uh, there is the Kingfisher, uh, which is. Uh, which has distinctive uh, blue and white sails. Uh, it is a sloop uh, similar to the Chinese Regret, although not a sloop of war, a trading sloop. Uh, okay. You get the feeling that it's uh, more, it's one that does more sort of like quick uh, transition, you know, it, sort of you know, quick, quick journeys to and forth with cargo that needs to be delivered um, at fairly, you know, fa- fairly um, quick intervals. Okay. Uh, and finally, there is the Bride of Mon Raven, uh, which is uh, it's the largest ship. It's a fourth rate, um, and it is uh, it's actually fairly well equipped with cannons. Uh, not ne- not warship equipped, but it does fill the gun ports, and it has the look of being like it's not an it's not an East Haldanosman. Those are are bigger. And often are actually well equipped because the uh, because crossing the uh, straits between Jova, Sanistar, and Haldanos is actually a prime location to get attacked by pirates. Uh, right. So it's you know, it is very much th- those tend to be well armed. Uh, but this one is yeah, the Bride of Mon Raven's pretty well armed. Uh, and judging from the name, uh, sounds like it's Kearney's. And looking up, you can see he's actually flying Kearney's colours. Uh, and probably, yeah, you guess probably also does cargo runs in more dangerous areas. Okay. Uh, does it look well? I'm guessing if it's a fourth rate, then it's something that would, uh, on paper, outgun the regret. Uh, yes. Uh, and giving it a study. Uh, while on paper it would outgun the regret, uh, you can tell that the Bride of Monraven is, is this. It's frankly, it's not built with the same sleep lines. It's not. It's probably it, not as nimble. It's no, not as nimble. I don't think so. um, and while the Bride, you know, in terms of guns, numerically outguns the regret, uh, it's actually firing much. It actually is packing much smaller cannons. Uh, it has. The Regret is built with a series of long guns, uh, mostly the four guns that are uh, actually the longest guns, uh, designed right. to do some initial disabling. And then 
Uh, the regret is largely based on get on on what is starting to become a slightly outdated style uh, of very effectively getting up close and then just doing massive carronade broadsides at relatively short range. Okay. This one has low poundage, long range cannons, which are more designed at trying to keep foes away from it, uh, and it's 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 what what would be might be described as something of a defensive loadout. Um, okay. So, if the if the regret were to get up close to the bride and engage in a fight, uh, it would it would have better than even odds of winning because it can output more damage at close range. The problem okay. is the bride would you know in the event of a running fight, the bride would be able to start getting shots off sooner. It's bringing a. It's bringing a musket to a knife fight, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, if you can, if you can get the shots off while the knife fighter is still approaching, you're golden. <laughs> well, as soon as you're actually that uh, that close, you, you'd better hope to the regent that you put a bayonet on the end of your musket. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. That's useful information. Mm. Um. However, heading along, uh, you make your way towards the. Uh, towards the uh, lucky cup uh, and there is you know the doors are actually open uh, this early there's not much custom um, although there are still uh, still a few people drinking inside you get the feeling from the previous night some of them this is okay you know, it's not really a family friendly environment uh, but nah. for whatever reason it seems to have its doors open this early and uh, you can see that yeah, the there is a uh, the the main the most active looking person is the barman, uh, who is uh, a curious looking fellow, pale half elf, absolutely hairless with scales tattooed over his scalp uh, and around his yellow eyes, um, and he is busy polishing some of the you know, washing up uh, uh, with some of the last night's uh, glassware and kind of fixes you with an eye as you come in. Calls and thinks to himself, I've seen stranger folk. In fact, Morning. Yeah, would Corson have been here before? Hmm. Uh, you have. Can I roll for it? Yeah, I think I've actually previously stated that you've been here before, not often, once or twice. I feel like I right. said you'd. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, you sat for in here before. You mostly stuck to the to the lower tables because. The, the upper tables with like the roulette table. Or, uh, yeah, uh, high stakes uh, stuff. Kind of like higher stakes than you've, you've classically been yeah. able to afford. Alright. Um, Corson is going to. He's going to start off with that. Do you have any of that local cider still here? You roll. <laughs> the. The uh, uh, barman, who you recall vaguely, is actually called Scales. Least, Scales. Yeah, that seems to be his nickname. You don't know. No one seems to know his actual name. Okay. Scales rolls his eyes. We have not. <sighs> the local cider was a one-off thing, months ago. We have vodka. <laughs> Early in the morning, but when's that ever stopped me? All right. He pours you out a small, a small clear shot. Uh, and because it's the local vodka, it's two coppers. I pay the two coppers. Yeah, there's, there's a I distinctive say... taste of potato. Um, 
Oh wow, it still tastes like potato. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah this okay. is the cheap stuff. Like he's got the good stuff as well, but you know, the local like this is what the, the locals drink. <laughs> In place of say ale. Yes, yeah, because poutine is not something that exists here. <laughs> okay, um He says as the uh, drink is being poured. I don't suppose I might be able to have a word with the proprietor here, might I? Uh, it would appear that we have a friend in common. He shrugs a little. What sort of friend would that be? A powerful one. He shrugs one shoulder. I am sure that... Uh... The boss is probably sleeping. Is he or otherwise engaged? Who who is your does your powerful friend have a name or title or something? Which uh, bullshit graph is it? The sculptor. The he, the the polishing pauses. Hmm. My dear. Sets down the glass. Comes into the next room. You're left waiting about 30, 40 seconds before the door opens. I drain the vodka. And uh, it scares most of you. Come in. And you're led to a, to a small antechamber with a couple of guards folding their, their arms. And um, in there, there uh, and onto a small room with uh which is where there is a uh, halfling behind skipping the description the same one as before mr tenpenny uh in his accountant sort of outfit uh and he has a glass of uh what appears to be uh freshly squeezed fruit juice of some sort next to him which he sips from good morning worried about scurvy not really a danger in my profession, but I find that it's always nice to start the day in a healthy manner. I, mm. It seems you're the second, well, third of the uh, of our mutual friends' guests to arrive. I assume you're with the other one. The other one being one of the tall folk. Indeed. Forgive me. Perhaps we should have introductions. The name's uh, Tenpenny. Yourself? Corzin Horheis, at your service. Corzin, make an insight check. Uh, that is uh, an eleven. <laughs> His eyes don't flicker, and there's only a moment before you see him just calm, uh, calmly but quickly pull open the drawer the desk drawer and and pull out a pistol. Roll initiative. Oh fuck! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? Dirty oh, twenty. I know. Oh, dirty nice. twenty. Nice. Let's roll for Merrick. Fuck. Okay. Calls in. I am uh, so no, up for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so calls in. Uh, you get. Yeah, you're able to react before Merrick does. <laughs> Uh, so you see, you see, you just see that as like 
No reaction. This man, cold, this halfling coldly picks up, uh, draw, pulls a gun on you. What do you do? You're okay. To, you are the quicker draw. Right. Um, are we just like across the table from each you other? You are literally across the table from each other. All right. I am going to uh, draw my own pistol and put a bullet into his forearm. Oh, okay. Give me an attack roll. That is going to be a 19. Fuck. Yep, no, that hits. Uh, and yeah, as it strikes... <laughs> uh, let's... Oh, just give me a... That'll be a d10 oh, plus a d10. four. Yeah, sure. Roll the damage and I'll see, and I'll call that the DC, the, the DC for the strength save, not to drop the gun. Okay, that's going to be a nine. Nine percussive. Okay, he does keep the gun. It, it, it shoots him in the arm, and you just hear a. Here. Um, before. But yeah, that's nine damage. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I. Um, um, yeah. I, I, can I use my. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't have a second pistol, do I? Yeah, I mean, you have one. You've, you've had one for some time. Actually, yeah, no, no, alright. I, I will just. Um, I'm going to hold up my, uh, my, my second pistol level with his head. Uh, ready the action to fire it if he makes any um, uh, sudden moves against me. And I'm just going to say, this is not your lucky day, friend. Okay. Don't do anything stupid. So the, uh, so the bullet impacts the arm. Uh, the, the gun shakes for a moment. You can see he's now bleeding profusely. He claps the other hand to cover it. At the same moment... Uh, the doors burst open and the two guards uh, that, that were outside come in with their own, uh, drawing their own pistols and you just hear him call HALT! He we seem to have had a bit of a disagreement here. I'd rather uh, not end this day or start this day shot if it's all the same to you. Merrick, by the way, although he has kind of clapped his hand over the bleeding, still has the gun levelled at you as well. So there is a good old-fashioned, uh, good old-fashioned Kenny standoff in place. Okay. <laughs> right. right, I'm gonna um, shift Sorry, my way perhaps around. Perhaps I should have finished my introductions properly. The name's Tenpenny, Merrick Tenpenny, and you should be a dead man. I have a habit of disappointing people on that account. So it seems. If I'd known that if I'd known that you were associated with that drow, I never would have given her the information she asked for. Well, lucky her then. What I, did you tell her? I'm afraid you'll have to get that from her. I don't give the same information twice without being paid twice. But I'm sure you can just ask her. Did she see you this morning? Of course. Not ten minutes before you came in. Paid me with a whole heap of gold. Corzin's eyes narrow. And he says... I am of the understanding that you are a man around here who can get things done. Now, admittedly, we may have got off on the wrong hand, but 
You hear the sound of distant fireworks. Go on. It's enough to make a fellow nervous, that. Hmm. It seems that both of us have nerves of steel, though. <laughs> Occupational hazard. Quite. All right. Let's cut the bullshit. You don't like me, I don't like you. I don't tend to like people who, uh, who draw guns on me. And I don't like people who abandon the people they get with child. Oh. I'd, make much, I'd make a much better father than you. You, uh, anyone who is watching sees Corzin's uh, uh, hand tense on the trigger. But he doesn't aim has not shifted once. He's got you got his your gun pointed at his face. He's got his pointed at yours. <laughs> he's like the two the two soul the, the two guards. By the way, also have their guns drawn in on you. <laughs> this by this point. Right. Okay. My business on that account is my own. But. I am willing to make you a proposition. You're aware that my boy is down with this illness that is passing through the town. And I have graciously offered to remove that illness. For either a certain fee or a favour, if I understand correctly. Well, I was preparing to offer it as a wedding gift. It's a shame that uh, Molly seems to be a little less widowed than I expected. Most inconvenient for you, I'm sure. And for you. Make a perception check, cousin. Okay. Oh boy, that's going to be a big fat eight. Something smells weird, but you're not sure what. Alright. The moment continues. Can I tell where that is? No, not from? with an eight. No, okay, mm -hmm. fine. Then I will uh, go on to say... If you have the ability to cure my son of this illness then I will overlook the six months of uh, insult that you have done to me by pursuing Molly I won't even ask that you leave her alone afterwards but know that while I'm alive you are getting nowhere near her So it seems like to me that all you're making is a case for you not to come out of this room alive. Make another perception check. Uh, that's a 14. You hear a crackling, a distant crackling sound, and now that's and now you've figured out what that smoke is, that smell is. It's the distinctive smell of smoke undercut with phosphor. And as you as you twig this, you see Merrick's head tilt as he seems to notice it too. 
phosphor. Alright. Gareth! One of the two uh, so, uh, guards took step. Boss? You can leave him here with me and Andre. Go check out what that sound is. I don't trust it. I don't well, trust it. Would know anything of why uh, uh, a smoke tinged with phosphorus would be occurring right now? Make. Uh, ooh, make. I suppose this would be an arcana check. Arcana, mm. okay. Like, loosely, because, uh, yeah, next campaign I'm adding in a natural philosophy skill uh, right. for, for just science. Wouldn't that be nature? Oh, yeah, I guess this would be a nature check. Nature, okay, that's, um, 12. Uh, yeah, you know that phosphor is a common ingredient uh, in, uh, is a common additive uh, for colour to fireworks. Oh, okay. Right. It's probably just the Elders' Night celebrators getting out of hand. Mm. Gareth kind of carefully steps back. Still got the, uh, still has the uh, gun trained on you. Uh, closes the door, opens the door, moves away. The door closes behind him. You hear the door open again behind him, and then the sound of a loud gunshot followed by a <laughs> sound as something is it uh, is thrown against. Uh, uh, against the wall. And now you, both of you can hear the crackling of flames. Oh. Okay. Under um, the circumstances, I... because I am a man of my word, I'm going to offer you a truce. What are the terms? Terms are as follows. I don't attack you, you don't attack me until both of us are out of this building because I think that's the, the most we can agree to right now and given the current situation I think that's a much better deal than the situation you're in with two guns trained on you. Seems fair to me. Although for the record they'd have to be very quick. And Keeping uh, my eyes fixed completely on his, I slowly start to uh, lower the gun at the same time he does. Yeah, he slowly raises the gun up <laughs> at the same time you do. And then carefully steps out from behind the desk. Yeah, I uh, step around the other side. Alright. He lowers the gun, this time pointing at the door. Uh, and the was, I can't remember what I called him. I think it was Andre. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andre. The others. Uh, uh, the the other. Uh, Gareth and Andre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, compared to uh, to Merrick, he's a giant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andre um, takes the gun, draws his gun from you, and all, uh, and points at the door as well. And pulls it. Uh, uh, carefully pulls the the near door open, uh, and as it does so, you can just see now into the uh, into the lucky cup. The whole casino is on fire. You can see there are, are uh, there, there are explosion marks where someone has set off fireworks inside the building. 
there are a series of uh, it's like the tables are on fire uh scales uh appears to be you don't know if he's dead or just out cold but he's on the floor next to the bar and you can see where uh, uh where gareth uh, had, uh fired and has been rammed into the wall and oh. appears to be passed out cold as you look up you can see there are a pair of what seem to be flaming humanoid figures um make a very quick perception check as, okay. as both of them are going to charge at you. Dirty 20. Okay, you can see that these figures are not composed of fire. They are composed of sackcloth, straw, old clothes, and bits of rubbish. And are on fire. There are a pair mm. of alders. And both of them are lunging at the three of you. Roll initiative again, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Never split the party. <laughs> yeah. Everything um, is literally on fire. <laughs> Thirteen. Help. This is fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You guys, look, yep. uh, you're just listening to this. Yeah. No, we'll, no, we'll nice. get back like to you in a moment. Um, so, yeah. So that's happening. Uh, okay. So. Uh, all right. Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, Andre is first. Uh, so Andre uh, will take a shot at the uh, at the elder uh, the elder in front of him, uh, and hits. Uh, the gu uh, the gunshot uh, uh, goes. The gun cracks, uh, and a uh, flintlock uh, bullet uh, smashes into the uh, into the elder's chest. And doesn't seem to do really a lot because it's made of sackcloth, straw, and uh, old bits of rubbish. Um, but hey, there, it, it seems to have done something. You get the you get the feeling just from looking at it that uh, these things are resistant to fire damage in some way. Okay, right. uh, sorry, not fire damage. They're very much not resistant to fire damage. They are on fire uh, to physical damage, I should say. Okay. Uh, okay, so the oh, actually no, they wouldn't be. No, sorry, I forgot my old my own, my own house rules. If 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 it's uh, normally if it's resistant to no, no resistant physical damage works. It's only if it's immune to physical normal physical damage that percussive damage will harm it. But it'll be resistant. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's still resistant. Uh, okay. So yeah, uh, that's Andre's turn. Uh, calls in. You're up next. Okay. Um, have they spotted us yet? Yeah, yeah, they've spotted you. They are both lunging towards the three of you. All right. And, um, I draw both my, uh, swords, mm -hmm. and I move into a melee with one, and I said, You got the wrong place. Burning Man's the other side of town. And I, uh... <laughs> Uh, fuck off! <laughs> oh, get get away! Inspiration. Get Inspiration. out of the game. Okay. Get away! Fuck off! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I may need it. Fucking <laughs> hell! Okay. Okay. Um, I <laughs> I am going to uh, cast Hunter's Mark on it. Okay. And I am going to uh, attack this one. Okay, uh, you attack the. Would the, I know? The one that's actually, already been shot. Yeah. Cool. Would I know 
if getting within melee range of it is going to immediately cause me to get burned? Uh, no, but you know that getting hit by it will. Uh, and this is actually... Uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, no, no, so that doesn't affect the surface Okay, so, yeah, so that's... Uh, so, yeah, make your attacks. Uh, and the first attack is with the... Is with... Uh, de- is with death. Yes. That's a natural one, but lucky. Lucky! Yes! Lovely <laughs> lucky. That's a natural 20! <laughs> <laughs> okay! Yes, halfling luck! Halfling luck! <laughs> okay, right. I'm gonna use the ice cream dice for this one. Woo-hoo. And that's a 6, plus 4 is 10, double yeah. that is 20. Uh, it's 6, double to 12, and then plus 4. So it's 16. Okay, yeah, right. So uh, that, that's still 18. Yeah. No, uh, 16. 16. No. 16, yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, I, I can maths. Yeah, and oh, because yeah. it's uh, magic, uh, and because it's magical, um, it uh, it actually cuts through the uh, Alderai uh, as effectively as if it was a living thing, rather than uh, so it's, it bypasses its resistance, and you slice down the middle of this thing, and it just crumples into two pieces, which flop to the floor and immediately begin writhing as they burn uh, out of existence slowly. Okay. Can uh, I move my hunter's mark to the next one then? No, because you used uh, oh, you bonus actions to cast it, so actually you only get the one of... Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, no, although fine. actually, you're level 5. Do you get an extra attack? I do. Then you can make that attack oh, with death actually, because you can make that yeah. with your primary hand. You don't have to switch fine. weapons. Fine. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, uh, assuming I have the movement to get to the next one. Uh, you do. They're to... right ne- they were right next to each other. Alright. Rolling it again. Uh, that is... Oh, no, that's a ten. Okay, uh, that, it, it pulls back out of the way just before you can slash down at it with death. Uh, this thing is a little faster than you would have expected for something made out of just bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merrick, uh, f- just calmly fires his gun, uh, at the, uh, Aldrai. <laughs> Impacts it dead in the chest, uh, and... It seems staggered by it uh, and damaged, but not a lot else. Uh, okay, that makes it the Alderai's turn. Uh, the Alderai goes for Andre and uh, and sweeps at it with both of its uh, of its rough sort of claw-like stick hands, uh, and both of those hit. Uh, so. As this happens, uh, uh, Andre is... Okay, so Andre is hit for... um... Ooh, okay. So Andre is hit for seven... Oh, dear. Nine, 16. uh, Slashing damage. Oh, and then the fire. (laughs) So Andre is is hit for uh, for 20 points of damage as the Eldrai just basically latches onto him with both arms and crushes him Jesus. while oh. pressing him into its own burning body. Ah. Uh, and you will see Andre <laughs> screams and you hear a sickening crack as his ribs uh, crack, uh, break and are pressed into his lungs. Uh, That's not fun. Yeah, the scream ends with a gurgle before the the elder drops him and he slumps uh, dead to the ground. Uh, Which makes it... uh, Well, it's not Andre's go. Uh, Your go, Cousin. Oh, oh, poor Andre. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, um, he casts dead as a free action. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, um, I am going to uh, attempt to take this one down, uh, moving my hunter's mark to it as a bonus yep, action. Yeah, go for it. Okay, first off. Oh, that's a, yeah, it's a dirty 20. Okay, uh, roll damage, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, roll damage just to the hell of it. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's a five slashing. Okay, uh, with the including your plus, uh, including your your pluses and everything, and the bonus. Uh, and the yeah, I haven't mark. Uh, done my hunter's mark damage. Hunter's mark damage. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's uh, another six. That's eleven okay. total. You slice its head and shoulders off. <laughs> they slump to the ground, and though it tries to vaguely kick at you for a few moments before stumbling and burning to death, <laughs> they did take damage every round just for being on fire. Um, <laughs> the yeah, the the second elder is gone. Uh, Merrick, uh, at this point, uh, runs forward, kicks Scales, who, oh, what happened? We need to be getting out of here now. Uh, Merrick helps, uh, Scales get up and, the, uh, and he gestures with the gun towards the main entrance. Uh, and you can see a path through the flames, cause him. In the interests of us, of me not attacking you the moment we leave, you might want to go that way. I'm taking the back exit. Uh, and he and Scales both run back uh, in towards his office. Fair enough. Yeah, you see him pull on what looks like just a book in the wall and <laughs> something slides to the yeah. side and both of them narrowly uh, run in. Um, yeah, okay, so causing you make your way back out. Uh, uh, quickly, running through the flames, you out, make your way out. Out the front door, yeah. Out the front door, and yeah. Uh, and just as you step out, you hear a <laughs> as the roof begins to crumble behind you. The whole of the Lucky Cup is now in flames. Is there any indication where those um, alders came from? Because surely there must be like scorch marks or footprints on the floor. Uh, yes. Um, uh, mm, give me a survival check quickly. Before I switch okay, there is also one thing I did think to do, but yeah. I will see if you will allow me to. Uh, a survival check yeah. that is a 14. Uh, yeah. Not really is the problem, unfortunately. You can see, looking at the building, you can see signs of where. Um, it looks like these, uh, you can see signs that there is like an ordinary side door rather than just like, you know, the secret side door. And you can see where it's been forced open. Uh, okay. And that's presumably how they got in and subdued scales without him shouting any sort of warning. Um, right. But the, and you can see strange scorch marks along the sides of the building as if something as if someone took a burning hot brand and just ran it at weird slightly circuitous uh, intervals okay that's weird yeah um and you can also see the, the exploding point where the fireworks got set off uh, go okay on. the thing that i wanted to do is before uh, merrick leaves i want to maintain my hunter's mark and transfer it to him i'm not going to attack him yet but you want to but... know where he is I want to be able to track him. Sure. Uh, I don't think you. I don't think you can resist a hunter's mark, can you? No, I think don't so. Being visual, so. though, can you still see him? Uh, he needs to be visible at the moment you mark him, uh, yeah. which he is, because he, you know, you see him turn around and leave. So yeah. you mark him uh, the moment before you leave. 
because I'm going to find him later. Okay, you get that. That's concentration up to an hour. Yep. All right, so, while that's happening, uh, yeah, as you're staring at the scene, cutting backwards in in time... <laughs> this is briefly, so stressful. Yeah, cutting backwards in time briefly, the pair <laughs> of you... <laughs> the pair of you have just emerged uh, from the... Uh, uh, fr from the... Burning Man, and you can hear the distant sound of fireworks going off in the city. <laughs> Quite a few of these have been going. In fact, give me a perception check. Yeah. Four. <laughs> oh, um, eighteen. I really need to. Celestia, looking up, you can just—it's kind of hard to see from this angle because you're in the street, but moving around down the street, but you see there are pillars of smoke rising uh, from different points around the town. Uh, including one of, uh, including one which is quite thick and starting to rise uh, up near, uh, around about near where the lucky cup is, actually. Do I know it's old as night? You've, you know this, it's been mentioned. Okay. Um... And actually, as you look around, you can see there are uh, a number of uh, alders of the, of the, like, just stuffed off variety that are propped up in doorways, hung from windows, you know, just like, you know, just literally being stored out in public where everyone can see, uh, so, uh, in preparation for the night's burnings. Right. Um, Seems to be a local tradition I of mean, just like, you know, showing off. Genuinely, with an 18, does this look like it could be just bonfires or am I like worried? Ah, uh, you would be worried because it's first thing in the morning. <laughs> Scam, everything's on fire. What the fuck? Loads of smoke um, everywhere. There's smoke over at the Lucky Cup. We need to find Corzin. We do. Uh, I mean, you told me where his house is. Should we go there, or should we see what the fire is? Maybe we should see what the fire is, because I, I do need that man alive also. Um, but also Corzin, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Thank you. I'm really worried he's going to bump into you. Fuck it, let's do that. Yep, it's fine. Okay, so which way are you going? Cause end. Okay. Do we go past the lucky cup to go uh, to there? Like, how does this work? It's a, it's a triangle. Okay. Does it work? We're going to miss sake. each other. Yep. Over and over sake. again. So you run off towards uh. the... Uh, you run off towards the... Uh, uh, the... Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, toward, uh, it's so towards Corzin's house, you know, you 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 don't know the way, but you've been given directions, and Scamp, you're easily able to navigate with your you know innate uh, familiarity with urban layouts. Uh, and although I'm just I'm just gonna roll like a pass an insight check for the street. Yeah, although some people look weirdly at this nun and dwarf, you know, making <laughs> their way past. No one seems to twig what's going on enough to in, to actually go and challenge you directly. Um, it's my and speed just a dwarf pegging it Your through speed the street. Is not fine. Okay. Yeah, the like mechanically the the only real uh, like the major effect is your charisma, which is cool. Been I just wanted to because yeah, Olga's body's uh, a bit. Yeah, and uh, oh no, Olga, <laughs> I think Olga actually moves slightly faster than you. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, you also have you know the death glare that you can do yeah. if you reveal your face. Um, so yeah, you make your way up uh, through these streets towards Corzin's house, and again you hear the distant sounds of <laughs> of fireworks going off. Um, yeah, I'm going to say each of you, both of you make a perception check. Uh, and Corzin, you can make one as well, because this is random, you know, shortly before this point, you'll have stepped out of the lucky cup. Okay, All right. 16. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, don't trust any of my... T- oh, nat 20! Mm-hmm. Perception. <laughs> That's 21. All of you recognise that mixed in with the firework sounds, the sounds of gunshot. Okay. With at least one or two gunshots. So Recharge uh, my guns. Yeah. Uh, Something weird's going on. So the pair really of bad's you... Happening. Uh, so I'm going to ask, actually, yeah, Corzin, uh, where do you go the moment you leave? Uh, All right. Um... Having got outside and I assume see nothing immediately untoward. Yeah. Relative to me, what direction are the explosions slash gunshots coming from? Further into town, so broadly towards where your house is. I am going to start sprinting back home. Okay, so with the confluence of events then, the pa- uh, so the pair of you... Also, moving quickly, uh, you make your way back and you get towards uh, what you remember from the description is causing the the sort of backwards route up to Causing's house. Because obviously the Molly's flat is on the second floor of a building. Uh, there is a sort of one of those back uh, stairwells that goes out, you know, like an external stairwell rather than an internal one. You don't have to go into the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pair of you see, the moment you get there, you see that the door has been broken open. Oh, fuck. Uh, and I'm assuming you run up to investigate? Yes. No, 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 no. no. The pair us. of them are there first. Oh, sorry. They get, yes. there, moment, they get yeah. there shortly before yeah, you do. Sorry, yeah, carry yeah. on. So you, I, I so Scout, so actually you run up uh, the stairwell uh, to the there, and you can see in this little uh, apartment uh, there, there is a, there are, t- there is a, uh, a, uh, carbine bullet uh, r- uh, just buried about six inches into the wall um, the, the the carbine has been taken off the mantelpiece uh, but has be has a huge dent in it and has been thrown to one side has just fallen in, into a corner of the room there is uh, no sign of uh, there is there, you can see just like scuff marks on the floor there is what appears to be an older's doll on the floor, like, uh, miss its head blasted into pieces um, and just lying there. No sign of Molly, no sign of little Corzin. Um, and it's about this point that, uh, that as the pair of you are standing there surveying the, the scene, Corzin, you've run up, uh, up, you've seen that the door is open, there are two figures inside, uh, and okay. you sprint up and you uh, arrive in the doorway just in time to see this this crooked old uh, old figure wearing a nun's habit for some reason <laughs> and sunglasses uh, turns as well as scamp as dwarf. Uh, give me, I'm going to say, because you are disguised, basically. Celestia, because this is inst- instantaneous, so this is before you have a chance to say anything. I'm not saying anything. Celestia, give me a disguise check. What the fuck modifier am I using? Uh, oh, fuck, it's charisma. Help me. Is it deception or is it disguise Yeah, what kit? is it? Uh, because disguise kit isn't charisma-based. It's not charisma-based. I mean, you use, I guess it'd be intelligence-based. Yeah, intelligence, because you're, you're disguised. So intelligence, on, but not proficiency. Yeah, intelligence, cool. but not proficiency, because you put this. Yeah, you, you like. Uh, I didn't know. No, uh, and at the same time, cause and give me an insight check. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, insight. It's eighteen. It's all done. Fuck. I um uh take out my 
Can I do anything? Uh, 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 yeah, but the pair of you roll initiative. Everyone roll Shit, initiative. Fuck no. Okay. Um. Oh god. Eight. 15. Fucking 17. eight. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh. Okay, so calls in scamp Celestia. Calls in you act first. Uh. All right, I um, I yell at her. Where are they? Can I reply? Like, yeah, 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 you can. Okay, I can reply okay. out of Colson initiative. Colson hasn't shot immediately, which is what I was checking for. Uh, okay, so. if he's not shooting immediately, can I reply? Because yes, I you can both speak. Okay. You both speak clearly. I mean, it's it's not Olga. It's me. It's the Celestia, spell's activated. Cousin, it's. The, I, the deal. I get my spirits out. I go on. So it's because oh, you told me you were with a Ponzi wizard called Philippe and a cleric named Cho, and and I held you up by the scruff of the neck. And here are my spirits. Look, it's me. I promise you, it really is. Okay, Scorzen, you can see the spirits. You hear this. I'm just going to ask you: Do you believe her? Oh. If I'm seeing the spirits, if um, if she said that. What the fuck is going on right now? I don't know, we just got Celestia? here. Have you seen Celestia today? Yes. She... That wasn't her, that was Olga. What did you tell her? Oh, fuck. I... When you came up here, have you met anyone? Anyone at all? No. No, nobody. We, we, we um... Uh, a, a we wake up, we woke up, we came here. It's, it's... I let I... her hair, god damn it! She, she knows okay. where this is. Okay. Right. Um, she was going to go off to... I thought you were going to go off to the Lucky Cup. I did. I went yesterday. She went this morning. I spoke with uh, the... With the bookkeeper there. How much did she there. get? Did he tell you? It's about this point, by the way, that Merrick and Scales both run... Uh, who have been taking their own routes, and Scales has equipped himself with a musket since, are uh, both run up and uh, into the cha- into the courtyard. And you, okay, hear, I... hear, you hear Merrick call out, <laughs> out, Molly! Molly, where are you? I turn around and level my uh, carbine at him and say, He raises Sorry. his gun, <laughs> the musket goes up. Nobody has answered my question here. What, did, what information did she get? Do we know? I don't know, he didn't say, but he's going to tell me right now, or he is never leaving this place alive. Does that matter right now? Surely we need just to find where they've gone. Okay, What's I'm in gonna... the blazes that's going on here? A hag has your girlfriend. Where are they? Did you see a drow this morning? Yes. The one, what? Uh, the, Did there's a woman you? who came, uh, came in last uh, uh, the previous night. Well, that's there was a woman who came in the previous night and she asked for information. I told her the price. She paid it for me this morning she in gold. She paid it this mo- Right. Did you tell her? Yes, I told her all the information that she was asking for. Okay, that um, that wasn't her. That uh, I don't know how to explain this. I'm just going to rip my mask off, hold him against a no. wall. Okay, so oh. let's do some saves. Oh, uh, yeah. For scales and... Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so Scales and uh, Merrick have just rolled for that. Oh no. Uh, so... Is it down to zero hit points or is it dead? Uh, it's <laughs> dropped to zero and although uh, Scales kind of... Uh, although Merrick... I didn't realise it was zero, suddenly, I wouldn't have done that. Well, uh, never mind, Scales so she doesn't know that. Suddenly no, no, she chest doesn't. and drops 
apparently dead, stone dead to the ground. Okay, I'm going to hold him against a wall and go, tell me where you sent them. Give me, I mean, give me an athletics check. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, I'm oh god, it's this. shit, help. Um, nine. Okay, you're assisting, did you say? Because you're going to try and grab as well, so you can roll that again. Oh, uh, me. Um, uh, no, oh, sorry. Uh, Celeste, you can I roll again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Shit. Ten. Uh. He just manages to, to, to slip away from your grasp. He rolled an eleven. <sighs> Shit. Um. Is he attempting to escape? Uh, he's not attempting to escape. He wants to know what the fuck's going on. Uh, he right. doesn't. He's being. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, he, he glances back. Scales. Scales. Get up. Get up, Scales! Look, there's a spill. Whatever this creature is, and the drow, we switched appearances, and that wasn't me this morning. And I don't know how... Help! How do I explain this? I said to the other two. We don't need to, he just needs to tell us. He's stepping back carefully and touches his hand to uh, Scales' neck. Fucking hell, his heart has stopped! It's the same for you if you don't tell me. And I, uh, I yell after him, I can save him if you tell me where... Uh, my family are, and what that drow said to you this morning. I don't know. Listen, I'll be uh, clear with you. I don't know what your, uh, uh, where your f- family are. I'm as interested in finding out myself. They are wherever that drow went. You need to tell us. The drow just left after I told her. She wanted to know what the deal was with this, uh, with the Scarlet Wind, where it was going, and where one particular passenger on yes, it was. Yes, where is she? Okay. So you're the drow who came to me last night. Yes. Do I need to help? Them? I said it would be a service. You help me. You help me find Molly and Corzin, and I'll tell you. They are in the same place. It Great. is the same thing. Great. They are the same person. The Nargols are aligned. He raises his his pistol. Right. Well, bloody well, save his life then. Right. Okay. Corzin, that's I don't your know, territory. I don't know any information about where she went. Okay. If I did, I would tell you. I, uh, say well, how do you not know where him. she went? I, she you sent her my, somewhere. She, no, I told her where the Scarlet Wind was going, which is not, which she would. Uh, it, I didn't know where she went next in the uh, you know after she left where my establishment. Where is the Scarlet Wind going? I'll tell you. Is that anyone going to save this dying man, or shall I do it? Uh, I think Corson is doing that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm me going to. I'm going to say to the two of you. This is unhelpful. This is where she'll be heading. We need to know to no, save Molly and Corson. The Scarlet Wind has left by sea. So, and at this point... Uh, what about the passenger? Uh, and at this point, all the, you hear a voice call out. <coughs> She's not left. And you all look down and you can see there is a small girl with dirty blonde hair covered in boils and scars and smallpox, all manner of things. And the disfigured form of Clara Off is standing down in the courtyard. She wants to. She says that she'll meet you and dis- and give you a chance to get them back, all of you, at sundown. And she'll send the knowledge of where to meet her to your ship. I'm sorry. And she turns and scurries away. I want to take off after her. Okay. Right. Give me I'm going to attempt to uh, to save scales with my medicine kit. Okay. Yeah. So you, I'm going to say with the medicine kit, you don't need to check. You managed to. You basically okay. perform CPR. 
Um, uh, call uh, Scamp. Uh, give uh, you're making going chase. Is anyone else chasing after her? No, I'm staying with him. Okay. I yeah, yell no. at Celestia. Watch him, and I do what I need to do. With no, because uh, kind of like, switching his attention between the girl, the girl who's running off uh, scales, and you, the curious hag creature that just scared a man almost to death. Uh, you are just about able to save. You are actually able to save and cause him. He was. Uh, he didn't quite have enough time to bleed to uh, to, to die. Um, but the okay. So sorry, uh, Scamp. Can you give me an athletics check, please? Oh, sixteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. You like she has tiny. She she's a child. She doesn't have quick fast legs. Um, as she. Uh, <laughs> Neither uh, do I. Yeah. True. You. But you are. You're. An, you're an older child. Yeah, <laughs> with longer legs. With longer legs, uh, and, and hooves. <laughs> okay, she's uh, and she can quickly see that you're catching up to her. Uh, she is going to try and lose you in some streets instead. So, uh, this is going to be a stealth check for her. Give me a perception check instead. Oh no, that's not good. That's a nine. <laughs> she manages. She. You can see there is a basket on a on a on a, on a uh, barrel full of these sugared apples, and she pulls it down after her uh, as you go. You're forced to take a moment to to, to correct your footing, um, or else slip your, have your hooves slip on the on the candied apples. Um, but she takes the moment to duck into a nearby uh, alleyway, and by the time you get there, she's already managed to break line of sight with you. You're not sure where she is. Uh, how do you want to proceed? I'm going to say this is one success for you, one success for her. Are there any signs of which way she went? Uh, give me an investigation check. Oh, things I'm so not good at. I'm going to give oh, her a survival nine. check to try and cover her tracks. Fuck. Mm, it takes you five minutes, uh, like, no, no, uh, two minutes of searching before you catch sight of some... Uh, uh, of some uh, some footprints uh, in down one of the alleyways, uh, you make your way after them. There's no, uh, and you can just see that there is now the street has begun to pick up. People are coming out of their houses. There's a lot of confusion about the sound of ever, uh, with the early fireworks, the smoke rising, uh, and you catch for a moment a glimpse of her in the crowd trying to blend in. So this is a deception check for her and an insight check for you. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, eight. You desperately search through the crowd, but you've lost her. Oh, so badly every time. And I think that is where we're going to take our break. Oh. All right, gentle listeners, we'll rejoin you after this no doubt important message. And now for a word from our friends over at Chaotic Adequate. People often ask what makes Chaotic Adequate different from the other live play RPG podcasts available on the fabulous internet. Well, other podcasts are heartbreakingly without actual scholar of horror, Amanda DeJoya. We're not prisoners, we're your... You're our prisoners. (laughs) I want to speak to the top priest. I want to speak to the manager. (laughs) They sorely lack comedian and actor Angus Dunnigan. She's uh, me, by the way. I say to this dragon, Hello, are you the homeowner? (laughs) The dragon looks almost offended that you would imply that he was renting. And uh, other podcasts are tragically bereft of the scientist, comedian, and semi-professional troll, Steve Cross. Oh, I love... Chagrin Battlefounder, come to rescue you. Do you want to roll for potential seduction? Crucially, though, 
most D&D podcasts have a writer, creator, and dungeon master who's actually played the game before. We, conversely, have Gregory Aikman. There's about 18 different possible quest lines you're going to take and, and, and you invented a new one. New episodes each week, new characters to meet, slash accidentally murder, and always new things to get a bit wrong. Join us in the world of chaotic adequate. It's, it's very silly. Ah, I remember it was 1791. That was the year I first rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Flintlocks and Fireballs. And then, in 1792, I posted a review on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. And welcome back. As Scamp scurries back to the uh, scene where everyone else is, uh, Scales is recuperating, resting against a wall. Merrick has not sheathed his uh, pistol, but has it low by his side for the moment. Does he have any visible other weapons? Uh, Make a perception check. Okay. I have something I want to do after that. Yeah. This is something that Corson would be absolutely looking for, but unfortunately he just rolled a ten. Uh, You do spot the other pistol he has uh, hidden uh, around his back in a holster. Okay. Um, Celestia. The the passenger from the ship did. Is she off the ship? Did you send the drow to her? This is information we need to know to get you to Molly and Corzin. Make a persuasion check. I don't have any oh, charisma. No. <laughs> Can I assist her with this? Because I know this to be true. I so mean, it's a good argument. <laughs> how do you assist? I uh, I say uh, to. It's a good argument, but he he doesn't trust you, and he and right now, from from his perspective, this is one way of guaranteeing that you will help him do what he needs to do as well. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm done with my sentence. Go on. Um, go on. Look, wherever she is going, that is also where she is taking Molly and Little Corzin. They will all be in the same place. Not trying to get information out of you for free. We just literally can't find them if you don't tell us where that is. Okay, make your perception, uh, persuasion check. Uh, God, what's my modifier? Help me. Uh, it's whatever it is normally, minus 10. Okay, that's a 14. So wow. pretty good. It was a good roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has his eyes for a moment. The one you she was looking for, she was looking, she was looking for someone by the name. Leah. Indeed. Leah, Leah. She, I didn't, she asked me whether the, uh, she'd been brought on board as cargo, or rather offloaded as cargo. She hasn't. She's still on board the ship. Right. So you didn't send her anywhere? In the city. Oh no. If she's somewhere in the city, which seems likely, given that uh, the fact that she's uh, apparently looking to set, a, uh, set up a sundown meeting with us, 
then she's not gone off in pursuit of the Scarlet Wind. Is he lying? Make an insight check. <laughs> oh god. Um three. It's no, nine. six. Sorry. I can't read my dice, so I do apologize. You you genuinely can't tell. He has the look of someone who is such a practiced liar that even telling the truth he looks it's indistinguishable from Can Coulson roll it? Um, you can roll an inside check. check. You can roll an inside yeah, you can roll <laughs> Okay. Inside checks for everyone. Eighteen. Uh Coulson, however, um you get the feeling that despite this he he has the look of someone who is aware that he is a practiced liar and is attempting to co- deliberately convey earnestness and he goes and says as they say back home pull the other one it's got bells on if you are lying to me i will take this fucking mask off again and you will drop dead and then we will heal you and then i will do it again I am not lying to you. I took that is what I told her. I see you were lying to her? No, neither was I lying to her, because I thought it was you, and I have a reputation for uh, for being truth uh, truthful when I am paid to do so. Right. Cracks his, uh, his, uh, his elbows a little in frustration. <sighs> Listen. Including the one I shot him in earlier. Uh, I mean, you shot him in the forearm, but yeah. Like okay. Yeah, that you see has actually been bandaged since then. Okay. He seems to have made a stop <laughs> off. And actually, uh, it's been bandaged and it's much, much lesser than it before. It seems he's had time to drink a healing potion. Fair enough. Which it doesn't really surprise you he would probably have access to. Yeah. There, are, there is still a sign of an injury, like there is blood through the bandaging, so yeah. it looks like you didn't have time to fully heal from the gunshot wound you gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, could you just um, could you just tell me everything you told her except for where the ship is? I know that's your price, that's fine. Just What very else well. did you tell her? I told her that uh, she was very interested in whether that particular piece of cargo had come off uh, the ship. I understand that you're eager to retrieve your property, so I will tell you this. The ship, and it ties into where it's going for the exact reasons for this, which I will tell you later, once we've got, uh, once we've secured Molly and Yes, you've made that clear. Get on with it. The ship did not offload any slaves, at least not as slaves. The, amongst those that, uh, amongst those that, uh, that emerged, I keep, I count for my own personal interest as to who gets off and amongst them there was no one matching the description that she gave me no blonde elves coming off so i know that they are uh, that they must still be aboard the ship right do you actually know where the ship is going next yes i do well I know where it is, uh, where it would be going, and I know where that is, because it is uh, because the captain of that ship, from the times I've met them, is a creature of habit. They will be going back to one of their safe ports to rest and resupply. Would Corsin know who the captain of the Scarlet Wind is? D- flat no, no, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> Just flat no. <laughs> Just. A- yeah, 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 no, no. Yeah, fair question. You, you, yeah, no, it's a fair question, but like, it's it's not something that would come up in this in the uh, right, like, same stories. 
even is the captain of the Scarlet Wind? They change his hands. Right now, I believe it's... Um, I believe it's a half... I think it's a halfling called Merlot. I mostly speak with their quartermaster, Briggs. Okay. Doesn't tell us much, but possibly <laughs> useful. Right, what do we have? What do we know? Do we know anything useful? Um, clearly we can't get to Leah today because we've fucking missed her again, but um, Molly, little Corzin, what do we know? Where would she have gone? Where would she have taken them? Anything. Do we have anything to work with at all? I think that it would have to be somewhere that is relatively nearby if she was going to expect us to get there by sundown. So. We could ask around, see if anyone's seen me. Mm. I'm fairly distinctive. True. I think that possibly our best bet is to um, uh, to do that and scare the surrounding area. Out of character, how much about the surrounding area would I know? Oh, quite a lot. Anywhere... You, you, know right. the, you know the area well. Um, so, yeah, what are you like? Uh, what are you calling to mind? Where would be a reasonable place to go to ground if one wanted to uh, hide but remain within easily traversable distance of the city because I'm assuming that's what Olga must have done. Make an intelligence check, I'm going to say. Intelligence, just straight intelligence. Okay. I guess maybe you could apply your... If you have a separate investigation modifier, which I don't think you do... You can I do not. Then just an intelligence check. 18. 18, okay. So the area is limited on ter in terms of hiding spaces uh unlike crosswater it's not a very large very anonymous place there's it's still quite large like it is a large port town there's about eighty thousand people living here so you know uh, although a lot of them live out in the farms that are still nominally part of the town uh so there are a lot of there are a lot of farmhouses uh in the surrounding areas there are barns and so on uh a lot there is there is a lot uh, you know there is an urban there are urban sort of townhouses as well though they're not very you know, they're not particularly opulent, but they, they, there are a number of them clustered around the harbour. Uh, there do exist uh, some warehouses, although they tend to be all situated around the harbour front. They're not very easily separated off. Um, let me think. There are uh, there is the there is the local uh, fort, um, the sea fort and garrison of the lighthouse. Um, although that would be, you know, is obviously well, uh, well, quite well defended. Uh, there's the old uh, tower outside of town uh, as well. Uh, there is the temple. Uh, there is a local temple to St. Kresnik the Firebringer. Um, it seems that for whatever political reasons, uh, the family wasn't staying there. Although it's quite a small temple, so maybe they just don't have space. Um, you've, uh, you, you vaguely recall the local cleric there. Uh, 
There are other taverns in town, uh, but none of them as impressive or name-worthy as the Burning Man or the Lucky Cup, so mm. I won't bother naming them. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like, that's that's all the real areas of note that you can think of. All right, uh, Corson is thinking frantically. So. And of course there are be... ships in, in port as well, I suppose it would be valid it, options. It would have to be somewhere where uh, she could be fairly well guaranteed she wasn't going to be accidentally disturbed. I mean, in a way, this 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 is grim. But like, if she found somewhere she could keep Molly and Little Corzin, there's no reason she can't wander around whoever she likes. She's not accountable for anything she does. I am. She yeah. can do everything openly if she wants to. And I'll take the rap for it. That's what. <laughs> All right. First things first. Then we've got to find you. I mean, surely somebody has seen me. I'm fucking obvious as shit. <sighs> Ask in the pub? Yeah, Merrick, what um, lines of inquiry have you got? Well, I'll see what I can do about my uh, about making contact with my men that weren't working with me this morning and try catch, uh, catching up with them. I'll put them onto the streets, see, uh, uh, get them asking questions. People tend to answer when my people ask questions. And I'll see what I can find about... Uh, Celestia Stardust. Would a sending spell help at all? Who would you want to be con uh, contacting? Don't know. Wondering if it would help you at all contacting people, because I can. Do anyone that. I can, anyone I can contact within uh, uh, with, that would be able to help us within this town, and I have, well, I have my own lines of communication with them. Great. Uh, yeah, that's my. Actually, I can do sending now. I can contact Molly. Yes. Yes, you can. Right, um, what do we want to say to her? We don't have any words. Ask her if she knows where she is. Okay, where are you? Uh, what can you see is a good one. Um, if she doesn't know where she is, that can be the second thing that she answers. Oh, sorry, you're not talking yet. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah. I've not cast it yet. I, I didn't say I cast no, it. Cool. Um, so where are you? What can you see? This is us planning it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, is Little Corson with you? Is Little Corson with you? That, that might be about it, to be honest, that I can ask. Alright, well, I mean, if you can do that, then at least that I should might give probably us something. say, um, did I ever introduce myself to her? Out of character, did I introduce did. myself to yes. her? She knows who I am. Okay, good. So she knows that I was, she knows that I was, um, I was with you. So that's good. She knows who's talking to her. Um, if she was taken by someone who looks like you, though, fuck. we won't have to. Oh, work out. Um, fuck. We can't worry about that now. Um, uh, I might. Maybe I should say that's not me. All right. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, maybe we should write something down. Have I out of character for a second? Yeah. I have done sending a couple of times now. Yeah. Have what? I worked out how many words you it have. is? You have. Okay. So I'm actually. I think we should actually like properly go through yeah. this systematically mm -hmm. and try and get all this information in because she needs to know that that's not me. As a small world building note. Um, while for players the limit is 25 words and we're sticking with that limit and I'm not changing it uh, within universe the actual limit is 50 syllables um, and a lot of and a lot of military codes are adjusted with that in mind uh, interesting <laughs> so you, world buildy stuff yeah. in theory you could get 50 words out if they were all monosyllabic oh shit um, do I know how my voice will sound in sending because it's magic. 
She's not looking at me. Mm. Make an arcana check. <laughs> like, will it sound like Olga? Uh, 14. Uh, okay. Because it's know- like tele- telepathic, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so you with a 14, you, you, you guess... Like you know, you've not obviously not you never cast this before, but you have heard of it being cast, and you know a, thing, a little thing about how this works, and you've got a bit of an instinct for it. Uh, you get the feeling that your voice projects; it would project as your normal voice, you know, Celestia, Celestia Stardust. Nice to meet you, uh, sort <laughs> of style. Um, that's a good Celestia, Jason. That was that wasn't bad actually. Um, so, but like that's how it would project norm, uh, project telepathically. You could change the way it sounds. Um, but it would be as good as your own ability to mimic a different voice. So you could. So essentially, trying to send a false sending to someone and pretend to be someone else would require a deception check. Okay. Which is also what but it would require to change your voice. Does my voice? Does it sound like me? It will sound like you. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> it will sound like you, Celestia Stardust. Okay, I'm writing. Voice. I'm writing a message down while we're talking. Hence why I'm multitasking. So let me just count some words. One. Two. <laughs> okay, I've got twenty-five words. Are you going to make me count syllables because that's really no, no, upsetting. no, 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 no. Thank that's a, that's, so that's what much. happens. That's the in-universe explanation. Obviously, because the thought of that is giving me an aneurysm. Oh, no, so, no, 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 no. Rules um, is written for this. I'm going to say Celestia has literally been writing this down in character yeah. because I think that is what I would do. So yeah. I'm going to run. So this is this is what I've got. Um, let me know what you think. Does it make sense? Um, so I'm going to say to her, if you're with Celestia, it's not me. It's a trick. Where are you? What can you see? Is little Corzin with you? Is Celestia there? That is 25. Yep, I've counted. 25. Yep. Okay. What do you both think? As, well, as good as we've got at the moment. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, you've gone to Fan Clara. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. no, you've come back since then. Okay. Oh, you're back now. Okay. Yeah. We rejoined as you returned. Oh, balls. I've been quiet because I thought I wasn't there. Sorry, oh, my apologies. <laughs> Because I thought this was the intervening time. Okay, well, we'll say that you've just rushed in as this is being as this is being discussed. Then, Scamp, we're doing a sending to to Molly to see if we can find her. Good. Also, Leah's probably still on the fucking boat and it's gone. So, fuck. Well, that's better than being with Olga. True. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that causing? Was that all right? Yeah, that that should be fine. I mean, and and they can respond to you, right? Yes. Right. And I've got okay. one more if we need it, so. All right. But probably best I... not burn both of them if we can help it, because it might be good works. to have one later. I can only I do hope two. This works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so um, I am going to take a second to gather all the spirits into my little ball, like I do. Yeah. Speak into it, kind of like it's a walkie-talkie, and um, I say the message that I was going to say. So I say, if you're with Celestia, it's not me. It's a trick. Where are you? What can you see? Is little Corzin with you? Is Celestia there? I try and convey the inverted commas around Celestia, but I'm sure she's intelligent enough to get it. And then okay. I, I um, basically go and sort of blow it out of my hands. And The streams vanish kind of broadly over the city, but they kind of split and, uh, and fizzle for a few moments before going invisible. You couldn't use this to track the direction of where they are. Yeah, fair. 
just going to say that. Not yeah. a visual spell. I yeah, wasn't expecting not, to be able to get. But yeah, you can't you can't track where the spirits go and use it to hunt them down that way. Uh, so the uh, there's a few moments before you get a response. Uh, fuck! I'm blindfolded. I don't know where. Uh, I heard uh, stone, then grass underfoot. Little Corzins here. Alders took us. Celestia is here. Please send help. Uh, I think that's 25. I didn't get all of it down, so I can't confirm that, but if you think it yeah. is, then it probably is. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say Celestia, in character again, has written this down because yeah. I think I would, um, right. and I regale this to this. So, um, so she's blindfolded. She doesn't know where she is. Um, she heard stone, then grass underfoot. Little Corzin is there. Um, Alders took them. Celestia's there, and she said, "Please send help." At the end of it, <sighs> I don't think right. there's anything else useful that we're going to get out of her. So I don't think there's any point wasting my other sending spell that we might need later. Not for now, no. All right. So, uh, stone then grass. It, uh, means Where's that stone? She was, you know this town. Uh, uh, that would mean she's in the city, but then went outside of it. Unless presumably. Parks or. Um, Coulson would know. If there you would know that, and the the like. This place is not really built up enough to merit internal parks. People just leave town if they want to go for a picnic. So there are er so yes, they like there there is not a park within uh, Warwick's Watch, uh, and indeed uh, many of the, the the central like the part the streets kind of around the area are uh, around your house uh, are indeed uh, cobblestone. All right. Um. Okay, re-racking re my brains for outside of the, uh, of the, the city. Um. Okay, so just areas outside of the city. Oh, but yeah. areas of grass as well, though, isn't it? Is there any grass within the city? Uh, no, there's no major park-type areas or anything okay, like that. Cool. The, yeah, the, the, the town, area, the town is far. pretty heavily built up in the centre and then quickly becomes farmland. When did you last see them? Was it long ago? I saw them this morning. It would have been probably a total, like, maybe an hour or so before now. That's it. You know, they can't have gone far. We've got to find them. Okay, so... Unless they were using magic. Uh, it, it, it's possible, but if what you say is true, then uh, they were, by the sounds of it, frog-marked rather than whisked away by some, you know, teleportation or something. Would they necessarily know the difference? I mean, sure, teleportation, you'd just... Well, you'd know, wouldn't you? I don't know. <laughs> I've never been able to take anyone she with me, said... but I know it's possible. She said she had stone, then grass underfoot. It kind of sounds like she was dragged. Yeah. Or, you know, led, whatever, but... 
There's definitely maybe someone footing. saw something. Maybe. Molly's a capable fighter. She would have <laughs> she would have put up a fight before she got taken. Uh, and indeed, you can see the um, wrenched aside uh, sharp uh, carbine and the, and the slug buried in the wall. I am going to pick Molly's carbine up and put it over my shoulder. Okay, you have another carbine. Yeah. Um, can you see any tracks? Is there any way we can follow? Can I indeed? Make a survival check. Survival, okay. <laughs> I mean, can I help? Um, oh, that's another natural really one, and I've already used survival. my lucky. Although No, lucky is just whenever you roll a natural one. Fine. <laughs> as, as a halfling. Okay, that's not terrible. It's 13. Okay. Merrick actually starts joining you, joins you in the search at the same time. He's been just quietly listening to everything you've been saying and thinking. There. If you look, see, there's... There, you can just see any points, and you see there are little, fre- uh, little bits of loose straw scattered into the side of the road. There, and there again. Okay, I follow them. Right, let's go. Okay, Merrick joins you, and the uh, four of you uh, begin following these tracks. They lead, as they're leading out, you can see where there is now, within even just a street or two away, a trail of destruction starts. It's not too clear a trail. It looks as if someone's been deliberately trying to lay a degree of obfuscation, but you can see where houses have been set on fire, where uh, there are signs of just like you know, street stalls being torn down, uh, all manner of, of destruction. And you can actually see that there is a, a, a group of soldiers there talking with a, fr- with, with, um, a very desperately worried looking uh, woman. It's actually the woman with the uh, basket of apples from earlier. Uh, uh. And she's like, oh, it was horrible. First we had these, there's this demon and then all of these, all of the alders coming out and they were dry, holding someone and people under their arms and then, and then the fire, then that, that little molt, the, the, just the, the living fire started setting fire to this, to, to, to everything and they had this, dra- this really gaudily dressed dark elf at the front just laughing oh. the whole time. Oh, Alright, I go up to uh, her and say, where did they go? What direction? Uh, she points. Uh, that, that way, out, uh, out of town. Um, Gone. Okay, yeah, and is running towards... Yeah, the, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me give me a survival check uh, to... Uh, and I'm going to say, because everyone... With Keep everyone tracking. assisting, I'll let you do this with advantage, because even though none of you are trained, there are a lot of... Head, a lot yeah, of eyes. A lot of eyes. Yeah. On. Okay, going to add the, yeah. mint, uh, the mint choc chip die to this. Woo! <laughs> Okay, with advantage of that, uh, uh, 23. Yeah, okay, you're pretty easy. Although there's a lot of destruction that's been laid out, and you actually hear a few other things, people mostly talking about other people complaining about this drow uh, and and this and these walking alders, and, uh, and eventually people start to lose sight of them because others, chaos and destruction starts to happen that draws people's eyes away. Uh, it seems like you hear tales that this drow has been wandering around basically just breaking into shops, stealing the, the, the money from them and burning them to the ground. Oh, um, I'm going to have to leave. And written in each one, this carved, like just painted on the walls in cursive script is Celestia Stardust, 
XOXO. Oh shit, fuck ass. Um, yeah. So. Technically, it's just writing a name down. So, yeah. Wording is everything. Uh, so, the. Uh, but yeah, no, you're able to. Although there's a lot of chaos that's been thrown down, you are able to track the slightly circuitous routes, times through the side streets, following the occasional hints of broken down bits, uh, of just broken bits of. Uh, of straw uh, footprints often they're not so much feet but you can see where in the dirt bundles of sticks approximating feet have, have dragged through the mud and very quickly you find yourself exiting town and there's only one large structure ahead and that is the blackened tower um, up ahead you can see there is a, and it's it's a short distance outside of town about about a t five ten minute walk um and well it's a five minute run <laughs> uh and you can see they are they are the ruins of an ancient castle uh more of a keep the the stone is blackened and glossy in places uh and it seems to be built up in a very classic style where like you can see here and there there are the ruins of the outer bailey and they are just ruins, like the occasional bits of standing blocks and crumbled things. But the inner keep is relatively intact. Uh, the stone has, in places, almost melted together from some what, whatever ancient heat w was put to it, or perhaps the frequent years of reburning. Because you know this place well, Corzin. You've, you, you've even been in here once on a dare. Uh, this castle was you know, was famously the last stand of Alderai Blackheart, the place where the regent called a pillar of flame down to destroy them uh, and end them once and for all. And every year, the castle is reburned as uh, in homage to that, as the crowning celebration of Alder's Night. All the fireworks are let off, the whole castle is reset on fire. And because of that, although parts of the roof and some of the structure of the keep have be have collapsed uh the bits that have broken through have been refilled in with old wood and waste timber it's almost like it's almost as if looking as if the castle has been is in the process of being rebuilt um you can see where the roof is it has been re-timbered sections of the wall have uh and again annoyingly the walls are actually still quite intact in this in, in this keep uh, but there is a large, a large wooden roof, and you can see there is a large pair of wooden doors, uh, which did have a, a, a heavy bar um, nailed to the front of them, and you can see that it's been torn off. Uh, and one last thing, of course, because this is it has been set up, and they don't like just bad weather getting in the way of things. You you know from experience that all of this wood is soaked with oil. Right. I've got a terrible feeling what our plan is, but come on, we'll go to check out inside there. All yeah, right. that's fine. Just you know, thinking I'm probably going to have to leave <laughs> in 24 hours. Less One problem now. At a time. Cool. All right. <laughs> this is a regret. Let me back on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So. Uh, yeah, you... they'll let you back on if I see uh, that uh, they they let you back on. They might need some help with that. 
I can. You advance forwards uh, towards the uh, castle. I mean, it looms ominously <coughs> above. One of the door, the two doors. They're not really proper doors. They've been built. You know, there aren't re- exactly working hinges on them. They've been built in, you know, to, to, to resemble a door. But they are movable just enough because, you know, for, uh, for the work that went into temporarily reconstructing this place to burn it down. Um, and so it's it's only a little bit of work to pull the damn thing open. They've worked quickly in here. The door opens up into a uh, small, into an antechamber, what would have been the murder hole in the original keep. Um, Is a murder hole literally what it sounds like? Because I've yep. never heard that. T- wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I've learned something. Yeah. Okay. It's a small contained space uh, with where normally you would have a gallery uh, and a grill above uh-huh. where defenders can... Uh, shoot crossbow bolts down at you. They can pour boiling oil or hot sand. Oh Jesus! Down no, at that you. is yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and there's Yep. And there is another huge pair of doors opposite, and those would have been uh, locked and barred, so that anyone who was trying to get through those doors would have to go through the murder hole and probably all die. Yeah. 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 That's literally right. how one man can hold off a battalion that way. No, that makes a lot of sense. Mm, yeah. Well, I've learned something, thank you. Yes. Uh, the murder <laughs> hall... Medieval defensive architecture, folks! Woo! The murder hole is not operational. Uh, Good. The people who rebuilt this did not... There are so many euphemisms in this, I just like, I can't. I'm so tense that everything's funny. I'm sorry, uh, carry the, on. The murder hole... Uh, yes, the, the, the architects who rebuilt this place to be burned to the ground didn't bother accurately recreating the murder hole. So although there is like a simple structure of cross beams overhead, uh, the whole floor with the associated grill and access way to start pouring hot sand and boiling oil down on people is not intact. However, hanging from the uh, structure, there are four on either side, eight in total, you can see there are a mix, there are alders. Some halfling sized, some human sized. Just little 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 men with cloth sack heads, with uh cover that yeah, with there's with, with little cloth sack bodies and old clothes hanging as far as you can tell, because of all the sense of humour, by the neck, uh on nooses tied up to the superstructure. Just the mixture of tall and small little uh, scarecrow-like bodies. And there is the double doors ahead, and these ones, again, are not really built to be functional doors, but you can see that they could be opened. They don't appear to be barred or anything. Do they look like they're definitely straw people? You can make uh, an investigation check if you like. That would be good. I will. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm assuming... Go one that. with an advantage. Because so far... Super, the first one was super cocked, so we're, we're going one with an advantage, mate. Yeah. Just Okay. Yeah. Cool. The first one was super cocked, so I'm not counting that. Okay, so it's that one. Um, so, 16. Okay. 16. Uh, so, taking a careful check of them, the four of you... Uh, the three of you begin checking them. Uh... Merrick, who is with you, has drawn his second uh, pistol and just has uh, and just has them both trained on the far door and is keeping an eye up. He seems to be... He doesn't really seem to, to exactly be caring about the Alders, although he's keeping an eye on them as well. 
but is just keep you know, keeping ready for for a potential fight. Uh, so, hmm, five of the olders are scroll people. Okay, what size is the one that isn't? Uh, three of them. Oh, sorry, they two human sized, one halfling sized, have appear to have meat inside them, and actually, as you check the bonds, you can see that the rope. Although they seem to be around the neck, is actually connected to a simple improvised harness, which has been set up. And as you puck it, you can just see it wriggle slightly. Um, yeah, what do you want to do? I mean, tell the others for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. These... no, no, you you all notice this. Like okay. this is you all of you right. searching. Right. Um, I, I we got to get them down, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I says uh, Celestia, if we find her here, if we find Olga. Can you use that spell of yours to to let the cleric know? Yeah, I suppose. She owes us a favour, if nothing else. I don't really Does want she? to be the one to say it, but is there anything to stop Olga killing her hostages as soon as she knows we're here without her permission? Not really. No, but I think possibly she's uh, counting on the fact that uh, we'll be... We were too scared to uh, take her as a serious... Well, we made the mistake of uh, not taking her down once. We're not going to make that mistake again. Yeah, it's all very well. If she um, you know, murders the hostages before we get there. Um, but we, we've got to get those people down, whoever they are. Yeah. Are they very high up? How high up are they're they? They're not that high up. They've been hung so that they're about um, about four feet off the floor. Well, the humans are four feet off the floor. The uh, the halfling is seven feet, feet off the floor. How tall am I? Uh, you are high <laughs> enough that you can reach up and cut the noose of the, of the halfling okay, and the cool. humans. Um, I'm going to cut one of them. Okay. A halfling uh, one, just in case. Cut the halfling case. down. I'm pulling up the sackcloth over the head. You can see there is an unconscious bruised and battered looking uh, halfling woman it's not Molly it just seems to be some random uh, halfling that Olga picked up and put here just either as a hostage or for her own amusement okay I guess I'll cut down the other two okay yeah, and maybe hand her to cause it yeah, so pick, that you picking can those have up, a look at her like, examining those there are two unconscious humans uh, they look yeah. like just local farmers fucking hell I'm going to attempt to see if I can um, uh, restore them to consciousness. I mean... Okay, give me a medicine check. Okay. That's 16. Okay. You're able to... to they're all kind of pretty beaten up, but you're able to uh, restore... You're able to get... what? Yeah, with the aid of some smelling salts in your uh, medicine kit... You're able to get one of the humans, uh, a thick moustached uh, uh, looking uh, mid-nearish fellow, awake. Oh, what, what, what is going on? Take it easy, take it easy. What happened? The, uh, it was awful. These, um, uh, these, these, all, uh, these figures, they're like the olders and olders night. They, they came in and they, they came into my house and uh, they, they, they took me and my wife, and you can see there is actually a human. The other one is a human woman, um, 
and they beat us with sticks and, and that's the last thing I remember. Did you see a drow? Uh, no, he blinks for a moment and peers at you. I've got, I'm covered up, by the way. You're covered up, but that was an actual 20. Oh, it's a, it's a, and he points at you. What? She is the one, she is the one who took us. Is oh. what? How, how long have you been here? Oh. Yeah, she must have uh, taken this before uh, she changed her form. I, I don't know. It was uh, they took us in our beds at, at night. What day was it? Um. Well, if it it's was the, night, uh, it'll be it, it, it it's changed. the fifth, I think. Uh, it is Which, the seventh. Right. Okay. That's two, oh. that was two days ago. Oh, my the regent. Oh. No. Right, um, and looking at him now, you can see that his pupils are a little dilated. Yeah, it looks like he's been drugged as well. Yeah. Probably to keep him under. All right. Which would explain why you're having such difficulty waking the other two up. Yeah. Um... All right. Now listen to me here, friend. Whoever it was who took you is some kind of powerful hag. She has the ability to change her form. It's seemingly at will she um she can swap forms with people she swapped forms with a drow that's who i am in real life not that you're you have any reason to believe that hilariously this is sounding like she can swap forms with people she swapped forms with a drow (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is useful i think just to remind our uh that's her ways that yeah that's how she sounds all the time (laughs) now i'm we've we made an executive decision for me to not act it like yeah. that because I would not yeah. act like Celestia if I was going yeah. <laughs> like we decided yeah. that that would be really hard um, yeah. so yeah also I would giggle the whole time I, I don't yeah. think I could do anything serious yeah. like can you imagine all the serious stuff about Leah <laughs> where's Leah <laughs> like, I just like no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked it wouldn't have worked <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> oh, no. okay um yeah. Now, are you able to uh, uh, to stand? Oh, and he very carefully and sluggishly picks himself up. Yes. Uh, All right. I feel now. like I've been oh, hit by a wagon or kicked by a mule. Probably not far off on both counts. But look, I'm not going to ask you to uh, uh, run off and leave your um, uh, your wife here. I but... should be able to. He reaches down and, with some effort, kind of manages to pull her by the shoulders. It's like dragging a sack of potatoes. Alright. When you get to, uh, back to town, tell the watch what happened and tell them to get up here as fast as they possibly can. Okay. He reaches over and, again with an effort of strength, picks up the halfling woman by uh, one elbow and begins... And you can see this fellow is pretty hench, actually. Like, he's worked hard labour his whole life. So mm. the fact, you know, it some, says something to his strength that he can do this while drugged. But he begins mm. to drag both of them. He's going to be alright. Uh, I just want to get away. Uh, uh, and drags both of them out. Best let him go. There's not very much more he can do up here. Oh, shit. Mm. I'd much rather uh, we not be in a position where uh, we could get anyone killed. No, no. Um, alright, let's continue. Right. Let's continue. That I'm going to say that whole exchange took about five minutes. Okay, that seems fair. Maybe a little longer. Yeah. Okay, you reach up. The uh, doors ahead are pretty heavy, and it takes a couple of you to 
push one of them open enough to, for you to get through. And like everything else, they're I made think, of wood. As you move I in, think we should assume that she knows we're here, so let's try and be quiet a little bit, but not worry too much. She probably would have heard something from all that. So, as you pull the door open, or push it out, it would be easier, slipping through, up ahead you can see there is the main hallway, and it's like just like the main archway of this, uh, uh, hall of this uh, keep. And at previous, at some point, this would have been maybe two or three floors, um, you know, subdivided with their own staircases and wooden flooring in between. But again, if you're going to rebuild a keep for the purposes of building, of burning it down, you don't put in the intervening floors. Hmm. So this, this, four-story-high cavernous hall extends before you, the walls made out of arched, still-supported black stone, shiny, malt, almost malt, looking malted together. I'm going to describe a bit about the scene first. Um, you can see at the far end, the hall opens into a large doorway, the arch of which still survives, uh, extending to a stone stairwell, uh, it's circular, partly reconstructed, propped up with beams of wood, which seems to lead up to the... It would have led up to other floors, but now only leads up to the roof. Up above, the roof, uh, the arch of the roof has been reconstructed in wood uh, for, uh, for effect, oil-soaked wood, and there are heavy wooden pillars uh, that stretch all the way down. Uh, in order to help support that arched rooftop. There are two, what look like they were open arched doorways, uh, one on either side towards the far end of the keep, uh, of the main sort of hallway of the, of the keep, um, which presumably go into other rooms. From the outside, you recall, there were some small jutty out bits which were covered, which were made of the same black stone. But you can see where a... It looks as if um, a series of bricks have been used to fill up these two archways. Up to about chest level for Celestia, um, you can see that these bricks look to have been mortared into place maybe a few days ago. They've had time to get hard and solid. Uh, but the, more, the bricks from that point upward look as if they've just been put in and hastily and sloppily mortared into place. Uh, Hanging from the rafters, of which there are many, there are what look to be about a dozen more Alderais hanging by the neck from these long, long, uh, sort of, you know, these long nooses. And at the far end, you can see three, takes a moment to spot the third one, figures. The, uh, the you can see and I'm going to ask you to, go, to, to let me finish this description before you sit you out. In the centre, you can see the tall figure of Celestia Stardust, uh, garbed in the same outfit you were wearing when you first met Olga. So, silver so, trousers. So, silver trousers and that, yeah. Um, she is holding up what looks to be in, uh, like a, a little sand glass, like an egg timer in one hand. Next to her, by the uh, by her side, you can see the scarred and 
disfigured looking form of Clara off, um, huddled under a thick cloak and peering semi-fearfully up towards the, th uh, the four of you as you enter. And floating and sort of buzzing around, and there is an almost imperceptible high-pitched sort of sound around them. You can see what looks like like a six-inch long dragonfly. It looks kind of like a dragonfly, but it has the head of a dragonfly, but its legs end in dragon-like claws. It has six wing insectoid wings, and it seems to be composed of brilliant... It's hard to say like whether, whether it's flesh or light uh, that's in its glowing yellowish-red form, but as it flies around, it leaves a trail of flames in the air behind it. The, uh, anyone, I'm going to say a nature or arc, nature check. Nature. Maybe I'll call okay. it if it's better. Do we need to be proficient you... or can no, we just? No, you can just do it. Is it nature or arcana? Or Either. Just... All right. I'm going to say this. this is uh, that's no difference. a dirty 20 for me. Dirty 20. Ooh, 18. 15 nature. Okay, surprisingly all of you. Look at us. <laughs> all of you have heard tales of this. And uh, Celestia, you've actually seen, uh, you've seen an image, of, a picture of one before. This is a... For want of a better word, an elemental. It's a call, It's known as a cinder sprite. Ooh. It's a small, sort of vaguely spirit. Almost, it, it's weird. It kind of reminds you almost of the spirits, uh, but it's very much. It's very much something that all of you can see, and it seems. Yeah, as far as you can, as far as you know, these creatures are made of flame or something close to flame, and yet yeah, it's, it's literally just a small flying, burning thing which, for whatever reason, seems to have sided with Olga. And the moment you enter, Olga calls out, If you attack, they both die. By the way, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Fuck That's you. how you say it, isn't it? But you know, I think I've spoken to enough people in this voice today. So why don't we go back to the familiar? Somehow less creepy. Hmm. Well, I. There are times when I aim to please. I have to admit, you did catch me a little by surprise moving so quickly, but then I should have expected nothing less. Had to move a little quickly myself. But that's all right. We're all nicely set up here. Tell me. How are you enjoying your bargain, dear? Fuck you. Succinctly put, if nothing else. By the way, out of character for a second, do I sound like me now? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she's uh, next to you. On to the matter at hand. Where are they, Olga? Oh, they're right here, and. If provided you comply with my terms, I will even give you a chance to save them. If you don't comply with my terms, they will very likely die. What are your terms? By right here, what does she mean? Like hanging from the rafters or... She, like... hasn't, she doesn't seem to have indicated anything. She's just said right here. Okay. Well, it's simple. All I need you to do 
is a very simple action and I need you to say are a few words. They're not even, well, strictly speaking, they're not binding words. By the way, do you uh, enjoy the alders? She glances up at the uh, hanging scarecrow-like figures. It's a shame none of them were particularly good bargainers. They were all dying, you see, of the wailing or sickness. I offered them new bodies for a month of service. It's a shame the bodies won't last the week. <laughs> but enough. You were responsible for this for the first place. Of course I was. Of course I was. Do you want to know why I did it? Do you yes. even need a reason at this point? I did it to get to you. <laughs> Why? I think we that's didn't going to know each point. other before. Oh no, but I didn't take a. I took something of a disliking to you. But uh, yes, as to the my reasons. Mutual. Why? Let me tell you what you need to do. If you follow my terms, I will turn this egg timer. <laughs> And you will have one minute to save them. There are, and she gestures to the two walled up areas, they're just in there and there. And she gestures to the one on the left, Molly, and the one on the right, Cosin. If you attack now and don't follow my, or don't follow my terms, I will drop the timer instead, and the process of them dying begins immediately. When I turn the timer, I will leave. If you try to pursue me, well, They'll still have the minute, most likely, but uh, I can't guarantee that there won't be any interference. <laughs> so, my terms are simple. And at this point, Merrick is going to pipe up. Not to be a stick on the mud here, not to be a stick in the mud here, but how do we have any guarantee that she's going to keep her word? She always keeps her word, it's her thing. Yes, do lie. tell them. <laughs> she doesn't lie. Indeed. Olga Grissel that doesn't guns. make her honest, though, does Never it? lies. Well, then. Merrick seems to glance the pair of you. Or, well, three of you. All right. One with your terms, then hang. <laughs> it's simple. You, you and you. And she points to Celestia, Scamp and... Uh, Merrick, all I want you to do is get down on your hands and knees right there and kiss the floor and say that I am stronger than you, I am smarter than you, and I am better than you. That's all. I think two or three of those is probably true, actually. No, you don't even have to mean it. You just have to say it. That's what I want from you. From you, Corzin, all I need you to do is kneel down on the floor, on your hands and knees, and kiss the floor. And, and I want you to say... And I want you to say, I, Corzin Hoys, am a short-arsed, pint-sized pipsqueak who will never amount to anything. A coward and a failure as a would-be husband... A father and a man. Word for word, please. That's all you I want. You have given me nothing. 
to suspect that you will not fuck me over royally, even if I agree to your, your terms. Cousin. The bargain is for today. Merrick kind of looks at you both, at the three of you. So, Olga, what was it? Smarter, stronger, and better? Yes. What about Clara? She places a hand on Clara's shoulder. We have our own arrangement. I have an apprentice now. Keep listening, Clara. This is it. This is what we came for. And the sickness, will you stop it? I can't, I don't think, well, I won't say that I can't stop it, but I have no reason to. I won't spread it any further and it will run its course. Is there a bargain we could make? After all she's done. There are a lot of lives at stake here, Cousin. It's not just your family. Well, well, well. Yes, maybe there is. A favour. At a future date of my choice, which you will be magically compelled to execute. For that, yes, I believe I could see my way to ending this play. Shit. That's not... <sighs> I'm just looking up at the uh, the newly uh, bricked up uh, pieces of wall. Yep. Are they uh, things that Corson would have to climb to get to? Uh, the newly bricked up pieces. Yeah, if you were going to the newly bricked, because I've said they were they were Celestia's chest height upwards. You would either have to, if you had something ranged, you could aim up, or if you had like a sledgehammer, you could you know swing up above your head. But yeah, if you wanted to be right next to them, you'd have to climb up to get to them or stand on something. I have questions. Carry on. Yes, certainly. So, would it cure everybody who's already ill? Hmm. Hmm. Good questioning. Very well then. Yes, we'll say that. Yes, I do have a means of curing them. I mean, I was going to ironically kill them, but yes, that works. I can make that happen. Okay. Would there be any cost to the people who are cured? Hmm. Hmm, not one that I exact, but the means of curing them has its own dangers. Those weak of heart might not survive. That's not my doing directly, though. That's simply the means of curing them. It is taxing on the Constitution. This whole time, Corson is going to be looking at the uh, two bits of bricked up mortar and seeing if he can uh, deduce any structural weaknesses to it. Uh, yeah, you notice that Merrick is doing the same thing. Uh, I'll ask you in a moment. Actually, no, I'll ask you in a moment for uh, an intelligence check. Carry on. Okay. Are they more likely to die of that or the illness? They're more likely to die of the wailing sickness. How much? If I had to put a rough figure, and this is a rough figure, so by my best estimate, if the wailing sickness proceeds, 80% of them will die. If I introduce this cure, between 15 to 25% of them will die. How likely are children to live? More likely than the old and sick. Right. Um... 
What's your definition of a favour? I will ask you to carry out a specific task of a specific duration and intent. Once you have carried out that task to the letters of the terms that I stipulate, which I reserve the right to do so in writing or verbally as is my choice, you will carry those out. If you do not carry those out, then the same oath that I put you to, should you swear to it now, will enforce penalties upon you of my choosing as dictated at the time the favour is called in. Do I get to know those? Yes! Now that you've asked, you are getting better at this. Fuck you. That's all right. How many people are sick? Hmm, I don't know, but I would estimate maybe... Oh, what did that charming little priestess say? Was it 20,000? I think around that, if she's right. What are, what are the what are the effects if I don't do it? If you don't do it? If I oh. don't... No, if I don't do the task you tell me to do, what would happen? You said you'd tell me. I said that I... Ah, uh, this is true, but... I said, I said, do I get to know? You said yes, you've told me the truth. This is true. And I will tell you at the moment that I extend the favour. That I call in the favour. Which is also a true statement. You would get to know at the point when I call it in. Right. Calls in. What do we do here? But there's no deal... If all four of you don't do as I ask. What do you mean? Kneel on the floor and say the words that I wanted. Of course. If we but waited until the, uh, nightfall when you'd intended for us to be here, is this what you uh, would have done? Is this what you planned to do all along? Yes, actually. Pretty much. The mortar would have been a bit more secure, but hmm, beggars and choosers. So... Your favour deal, before we get this down to the point where there's a time limit, I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. The deal with the favour, that's just for one person, yes? Yes. Only one favour from one of you. Does it matter which of it is? It will be the one that makes the, uh, that, uh, makes the bargain with me. Right. So you, I'm afraid, unless you have any slaves that you can handily offer up, as an exchange to take it in your place, who so utterly accept you as their master, mind and soul, that they would be willing to take that place in your bargain. I'm afraid, yes, only the person who signs the bargain would be subject. What do you want with Leah? For herself, very little. What does that mean? Well, what did I want with with uh, infecting a large swathe of Meadmirish countryside? I wanted to be sure that I would get someone important to cause it. Right. You've gone through an awful lot of trouble to track Leah down. Oh, yes. I still How don't much understand. do you know about the situation? No comment. Don't feel it's relevant to my interests to disclose that as part of this bargain. Right. 
I still don't get why any of us are important to you. <laughs> I have my own reasons for that. Are you just bored? I mean, it's a little a bit of an oversimplification, but yes, I'm immortal. Is there anything I can do to stop you going after Leah? Anything? Oh, that's a tempting question. Maybe there is. I'd say a good start would be would be would be making this bargain with me now. I would certainly be more favorably inclined towards you. What the favor one? Yes. Don't suppose you'd be willing to haggle at all? <laughs> of course I would. I am a hag. <laughs> what are you going to do to Corzin and Molly that will cause them to die? Hmm. Something. I don't see it as being in my interest to answer that. You have enough information. Well, I'm already sick. Yes, that is a shame. That's all right. I'm sure that the I'm sure you'll find a way to cure it. In fact, <laughs> this is actually a valid point. If you make the favor, I'll even throw in a guarantee. Of what? That little Corzin, provided you can save him now, will survive the cure. Right. Something I can do for one person, not really worth my time for 20,000. This deal, are you going to use it to hurt more people? Of course she is. That's what she does. <laughs> you can't even uh, deny it, can you? She grins widely. If I do this deal, I want more. I want some sort of guarantee that I'll get to Leah before you do. Hmm. Price is a bit low. All right. I want a head start. Then I will. Then I will negotiate as well for that. I'm willing to grant that term that I will let you get to Leah before I intervene if your companion Scamp there agrees that if for whatever reason you are no longer physically capable of carrying out the favour they will take up that burden instead. Do you have a plan to make me physically incapable? <laughs> I mean, now that you've said it Yes, but not one I'm planning to execute. Scamp, this is you too now. Plans can change. To be honest, I was thinking maybe I should make the deal anyway. I think she can do a lot more harm with you than she can me. Oh, you're fucking powerful, darling. Don't be so sure. Yeah, but... You have friends and family. 
but she can hurt. I've just got you guys, really. <laughs> I've um, I've got you and one other person. That that's a whole is, um... one more. Right. Um. I'm gonna Do look over guarantee- at... Okay, oh, sorry. There no, you go. So, if I make this deal, you guarantee you'll cure everybody of the sickness. No catches in that. I guarantee that I will apply the cure to everyone, bearing in mind the mortality rates that I previously stated. Yes, I've got that. It's okay. Little Corzin lives, guaranteed. And I get to Leah first. Little Corzin will survive the cure, guaranteed. If you're too slow in catching him, that's a different matter. Right. And you will get to Leah first. I will not interfere with Leah until you have reached her, hereby, let us say, gotten within shouting distance. Physical shouting distance. Touching. I won't be that close. Touching distance, then. Very well. I have to have touched her. Touching distance. If she, if you get close enough to touch and you don't, well, that's your problem. Okay. And, in exchange, then, you will agree to the favour, as with the terms outlined before, that you will carry out a specific task of my choosing to completion or else suffer the penalty clauses dictated at the time clearly made known to you. And if you are unable to carry this out for whatever physical reason, including but not ex- but not limited to you being dead, paralysed, turned to stone, or similar such circumstances, Scamp will carry out that favour in your stead. This will, of course, require Scamp's explicit acceptance as well. Right. 20,000 people, and turn to the other two. Worth it, yeah? I'm not good at maths, but a 15% survival rate of that is not good. No, it's a 15% death rate, dear. Oh, no, I mean if we don't do anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> Done. That's... Done. Oh, shit, Robbie can do the maths and she and don't like it. And you, Scamp, <laughs> do you agree to this dual bargain as well? I want one thing... If you can. I'm willing to this hear. This favour. It cannot directly harm Leah. Mm, agreed. The favour will not directly harm Leah, conditional upon your acceptance. We just can't let that many people die, can no. we? Because let's face it, we can't kill that many people with a single action. Nah, and there's nothing else we can do about the sickness. If she leaves, they just all die. Corzin hasn't made any deals yet, has he? Um, no. Corzin hasn't. I look at Scamp. <laughs> what do you think? I don't want to let her walk out of here. Not with Clara. I know. But we can't let that many people die. We can't. 
one further addition. Of course, don't get you, in on this. If you are unable, for whatever reason, to fulfill your part of the bargain, then the deal is forfeit. Hmm. From where that you're standing fair, right Albert. now, it seems, seems to be like fair, a pretty given fair that, deal. Given that uh, uh, you only benefit if I carry out my part of the deal and distribute the cure. Yes. On those terms as discussed and contingent upon all four of you getting to your knees, kissing the floor and saying the words I've asked you to say, I will accept those terms and seal this pact. Great. So. How long will the cure take for you to distribute? Hmm. It'll be, I don't know, a few tricks. It should be done by dawn tomorrow. Great. Um... So, what were the words again? So. Yeah, uh, I don't remember it at all. The words are, for the three of you, you tell me that you're stronger than me. Sorry, you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me that I am stronger than you, that I am smarter than you, that I am better than you. I get on the the floor, I kiss it, say, you are better than me, you are stronger than me, you are smarter than me. God. Scam. I've always been quite insecure. This isn't going to be hard. Um, <laughs> you are better than me. You are stronger than me. You are smarter than me. Good. She looks thing. to uh, Merrick, who and he says, "When this is over, I will hunt you down and kill you." <laughs> Want to come along with us? <laughs> oh, I know no, you'll I... try. We can but have the a thing party. Is, you're smart enough to know. That Molly will die if you don't do this. And well, you can always try and hunt me down if she lives, right? He begrudgingly gets to his knees, kisses the floor and says, You are stronger than me. You're smarter than me. You're better than me. Olga sort of, she just seems to preen like a cat. Yes. Do you hear that, Clara? Do you feel that sense? And you can see Clara is kind of nodding a little. <laughs> that it does feel good. I know. It's all worth it. I say now Clara, you for the first time. Though. Yes, go. On. Cl- uh, Clara, we failed you once before. I freely admit that now. But look at this. Is this the act of a person you want to become? Of a person you want to emulate? How many people has she killed? How many people are you willing to kill because you didn't do what was right? (laughs) I'll make a persuasion check if I have to. No, that's not what this is about. She smiles and there are tears in her eyes. I I would have died. I would have died and paid as much. Because I wasn't strong enough. Because I wasn't I wouldn't I wasn't strong enough to survive on my own. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. But she is. She can teach me how to be stronger, smarter, better. 
so I can survive. No matter what the world throws at me. She duped your father like she duped everyone else. Don't trust her. He wasn't a bad man, he just made well, a bad decision. Hmm. There's always loopholes. She'll fuck you up at the last second. You've seen what she does to people. Do you honestly think that you're any different? I can't leave. Not yet. When can you leave? When the terms of her pact are met. And I don't think we'll go into this just now. So. What deal did you make, Clara? Mm, I think we won't talk about that just now. Causin. Their bargain hinges on your completion of this. All of those lives saved. The words I want to hear from you are that you are, you Corzin, are a short-assed, pint-sized pipsqueak who will never amount to anything. A coward, a failure, as a would-be husband, a father, and a man. Causing steps forward. He bends down uh, on one knee and then the other. His lips brush the ground and before he begins to speak He's going to observe uh, Olga for uh, one last moment. Is she visibly gaining any power from this, or is she just luxuriating in the moment? Make an insight check. That is a... Oh, dirty 20. As far as you can tell, this is... This is for her the finest wine, the sweetest food, the strongest drug. This is everything she lives for. But it doesn't seem to be giving her magical power or anything. It's just, you're just seeing the exaltation who has sharpened, of someone who's sharpened all of their goals and ambitions to a point and is seeing that point drive home. Am I within arm's reach of her currently? No, you are a good 30 feet away. Alright. She did this as soon as you got in the door. I continue walking towards her. You mm. You've knelt down already, don't you? You've knelt oh, down yeah. already, yep. Alright. All right. Molly, forgive me. Corson, forgive me. I, Corzin Jorges, am a short-arsed little pipsqueak who is a failure as a would-be husband, a father. And I look up at her. 
and a man. <laughs> Thank you! The bargain is struck. You have one minute to save them. She flips the uh, the uh, the hourglass, and immediately she, Clara, and the Cinder Sprite all begin to run up the stairs. At uh, this point, mark on there. Yep. Okay. You hunters mark her, and at that moment, okay. So we're into initiative here because you have ten rounds before the uh, uh, before the, uh, uh, this uh, runs out. So can I have everyone? Uh, it doesn't need it doesn't need initiative checks. Oh, so, uh, but I will just. Oh, good. So uh, initiative is happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask for you for initiative uh, just to describe, just to get uh, to order of events. All right. Uh, Sixteen. Fuck natural one. <laughs> the literal uh, fuck. Um, so it's a, it's um, technically a three if that matters, but I doubt it. Go on. Okay. Oh no! Never mind. Okay, so I don't know the order. Uh, that's right. Uh, that would so, be metagaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, causing first, then Merrick, then Scamp, then Celestia, and you have uh, this is round one. Causing, you're up right. first. Causing is going to take the crowbar out of his uh, pack and throw it to Merrick, running to the opposite side from where he is, and he is going to start uh, uh, trying to climb the wall. Uh, he's also yep. going to take out the arrow. From his uh, oh, uh, pack excellent and choice. Try and okay, Merrick smash it through the wall. grabs the crowbar. Are you going to the left or the right? Uh, I'm going to Molly is in the, the opposite left. side to he is. I'm, I'm imagining that okay, I would be on the right. To... He is on the left. Yes, you are. Okay, then he's got running towards Molly's uh, arch. You're running towards Cousin Juniors, and yeah, uh, just for this, yeah, because it because it is a climb. I'm going to ask you for a quick athletics check, please, and I'll do the same for him. Uh, that's a uh, athletics. That's yes. uh, twenty-four. Okay, you easily scale up. Merrick does so with a bit more difficulty. Uh, he begins prying at the crowbar at the uh, at some of the brickwork. Uh, so, what do you do, Causing? Now that you're up there, I'm going to say um, this is just your movement. Now that I'm up there, I'm, I'm going to use the uh, the arrowhead, kind of like a hammer, to try and chip away at the um, uh, the mortar okay. and get as much off as I possibly can. Give me just uh, give me a. Uh, I'm going to call this an athletics check with a uh, and just a straight athletics check, actually. All right. Uh, that's a uh, 22. Fuck, okay. Uh, roll me a... Uh, it's about 20, so let's call this a D10. Add your strength modifier, and then okay. double whatever this is, because you're using an adamantine uh, item to chip through. Okay, D10 plus my strength modifier is... Uh, that's a 6, so plus my strength is 9. Double that is 18. Okay, you do 18 points of damage, prying through the loose brickwork, starting to chip away and pull, uh, pulling at the uh, at, at the uh, at the mortar. You can see on his end. Uh, yeah, okay, Merrick's doing uh, a pretty good job himself, uh, and is chipping, you know, chipping and pulling away. Uh, so, okay, uh, that's the pair of you. You're beginning to work. Getting that loose mortar, trying to pull out bricks where you can, uh, you can cause, and you can just hear behind, pa, 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 through the muffling through coming, the brickwork, it's getting loose. Uh, Scamp, you're up next. Um, can I get to Causin? Yes, you can. Just to touch range. You are. Boom. Uh, can I twin a fly spell, so he doesn't have to worry about holding onto the wall to stay up there? Yes, you can. And it will give him a bit more speed as well. And at okay. the moment you do that, uh, so who are you putting the other fly spell on yourself? 
Yes. Okay, so you start it's flying. It's got to be touched. It's just me. So you start flying. Uh, Scamp starts. Uh, sorry, uh, Corzin starts flying. <laughs> You're just staying oh, up there now. Oh, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I'd like you to roll a d100. Oh, no. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, no. Oh, I Okay, uh, 40. 40. Okay. Were you injured at all? Uh, no. Okay, you feel a surge of vitality in you, but there's no there's no apparent effect. It would get it would have. Oh, I've still points. got that wild magic surge from last time. You do. That is still an effect. Um, uh, I didn't can I? I've still got a bonus action, haven't I? Yes, you do. Can I shout at little co- little cousins behind this wall? Yeah. Right? To back away from the wall. Okay. Uh, you do so, and you hear, oh, okay, okay. And, just and I am going to use more sorcery points oh, and quicken a spell. Um, and I am going to cast a third level chromatic orb. So that maximi- that does maximum damage. Shit, uh, yeah. So that's how much damage? 40. The, oh. As you, st- uh, uh, what what brand of uh, damage are you using? Uh, I'm gonna do something that maybe it's gonna damage a wall and not a person, hopefully. Okay. Um, um, let's say thunder. Thunder okay. seems like as a good you one for walls. press your hands to the wall, there is just this, <laughs> and the whole the whole keep starts to shake and uh, crumble a bit as it's happening. Um, but the just the wooden parts, uh, the the stone is long since secured in place. But the brickwork blasts out, and little Corzin is uh, is slightly hit by one, but not not particularly injured. And you can see now that you've blown this whole clear hole in the wall, big enough to reach into. There is in there with little Corzin uh, standing there, one of the alders, uh, and it's not attacking or anything. It just seems to be there. It has a long knife in one hand. And is just there as if waiting for instructions. Do I have time to get? Do I have any more movement left? Yeah, uh, no. You... With fly, I've got sixty feet. Then yes, yeah. yeah Did sure. I have any leftover that would be? Uh, it kind of took all your movement to get to, get to Corzin, no so no. That's fine. I've done a lot this term. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So yeah, little Corzin, uh, little Corzin's hole is now blown open. Uh, at this point, Olga. I didn't and... roll for chromatic orb. Should I have done? Uh, you did... Just in case. It was a stationary object. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to make and it. And I would have tides of chaos yeah. it if there was um, the uh, so yeah no like it's with that with that one as well it wasn't really necessary. Uh the while that's happening then uh, Olga the Olga and crew are racing up the stairs they're now most of the way up to the top and you can see the little ember sprite uh, sorry silver sprites flying after them. Uh okay Celestia. Um how is oh my god what's his name Merrick? Um, Merrick is uh, has pulled has already ma- managed to get one brick out. He hasn't had the enormous effect of a blast. Okay, uh, going. You can hear Molly c- crying. Help! Is that Merrick? Is that you? Okay, um, so he's not doing amazingly well. Uh, I mean, he's 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 armed with a crowbar. He's doing pretty well, but he doesn't have awesome sorcerer power with him. Right. <laughs> um, I am going to say, get out the way, and hopefully Molly's yeah. good too. Is the plan, and. Um, I'm just gonna go ah and do a thunder wave. Okay. Um, at second level. Roll okay. damage. You don't need to aim for this. And the wall, does the wall doesn't get a save. Yeah. Uh, no, and I'm just <laughs> gonna check whether thunder wave does extra damage to stationary objects or not. Because it might, it might be one of those. It might work like shatter. Hey, I'm gonna use an ice cream D8, guys. Woo. Yay. Hey. 
Uh, okay, I'll just bear that in mind. 2d8, 3d8, fabulous. Okay. Give it a mixed earth. 13. Okay, uh, seeing what's happening uh, uh, <laughs> at this point, particular point, Merrick lunges out of the way as uh, the brick, several big bricks are crumble, are thrown into the uh, case. Um, Molly got back. Uh, how much damage was that again? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Molly got back. Uh, the the elder in there didn't. He is smashed against the far wall. Good. Still intact, um, but you can see him now. Uh, but is the wall down? The wall is not down. There's still there's not enough that you enough bricks loose that you'd be able to pull Molly through. Mm. Uh, so that needs more damage. Okay, top of the round, Corzin. Okay, is little Corzin uh, grappled by this elder at all? Uh, no, the elder is just waiting uh, to is just wait. You know, is not attacking, not doing anything. It seems to just have been there, ready to kill him if Olga gave the instructions to. Right, I am going to grab little Corzin. Uh, see. <laughs> Get on my back, son, and then fly across the uh, the room as fast as I possibly can to get to Molly. Yeah, little Corzin, uh, you reach down, grab little Corzin, help him onto your back, and you fly over to where Merrick and uh, Celestia are. Merrick yeah. clambers back up. He's going to make his own check to try and tear out more of these uh, bricks. He tears a couple loose, but he's being... He's looking a little shaken from the thunder wave. Do I make it in um, in a round? Yes, you do. All right. In which case, then, uh, I am going to clear anything that is left of the wall by holding the um, uh, the arrow in front of me, kind of like uh, lance style. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I get there, I am going to grab on uh, to uh, to Molly and fly out of there as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm going to say you kind of used your action getting a little Corzin out. So you're okay. there ready to get Molly, but you don't have the action to make the attack against the wall. Uh, I am like a halfling Superman right now. Yeah, you are. Scamp. Um, does it look like Molly's going to be out pretty soon? Uh, um, yeah, Celeste, you can pull something out like that out again. Yeah, probably. How far away are... Uh, by this point, they are up onto the roof because their turn is actually slightly before yours. Yeah, I just want to get within shouting distance so I can see Clara if I can. I've got okay. 60 feet of. Yeah, you fly I dash. up. Okay, so you fly up the stairwell uh, and you can see. Such a weird image. Yeah, <laughs> up the top. And you can see up on top of this huge. Uh, of this huge, uh, this wooden uh, setup, you can see there are actually quite a lot of fireworks that have been set up here, ready to go, which you suspect was maybe not necessarily the intent of the original builders, based on the fact that the whole, this whole structure is deliberately flammable. Uh, however, also there you can see there is the huge cockatrice that you saw before on Pader's March. Uh, saddled with a dual saddle, uh, and Olga and uh, Clara have just saddled up onto it, uh, with Clara hugging Olga and riding behind. Clara! She turns and looks at you. If you want to think of someone who's strong, who's a survivor, who's brave, don't look at this monster. 
think of a man giving up his pride, degrading himself and everything he is to save his son. I'm not going to stop you going. I don't think I could. But think of that. As the uh, as the uh, creature takes flight, its wings beating in the ground, ah! as the cockatrice launches itself forwards, you just see you can you can just make out the movement of Clara's lips. Like Olga isn't uh, Olga. All Olga does is looks back at you and <laughs> cackles as she rides the cockatrice out. But you see uh, Clara look back and mouth, "I do." And then the three of them are. With this, with the, the ember sprite just before it goes does one last pass over the roof yeah fuck you too setting a couple uh, set, <laughs> setting just a few roof joists alight not enough that the whole thing is going to go up right now but that it will what about the fireworks it will within a few moments yeah, it will within about uh, within about five minutes this whole structure is going to be burning to the ground and there are fireworks to be sooner than that uh, really won't it and um, yeah so all the fireworks immediately <laughs> I'm going to use my action to dash back downstairs you do <laughs> <laughs> As the several of them begin going off, uh, shooting into the air and exploding, some exploding there and then, yeah, you the the you guys look up and you hear the <laughs> the, the crackling of fireworks exploding up above. Um, I'm gonna say Celestia, yeah, just over to you quickly. Again, I'm gonna go get back and then I'm gonna uh, ah and do another uh, thunder wave, same level, second level. Uh, big one. You don't even have to roll for this. Okay, as good. you strike it, the the last of the bricks <laughs> shatter inwards. Uh, and you uh, and yeah, causing you reach in, you grab Molly, who is equally surprised. Like, Corsa! Uh And yeah, you begin. F- you fly out. At where? Do- yeah, it's causing it's your turn. Where do you want to fly? Oh yeah, okay. I I run. Yeah, you run. <laughs> Just for the record, uh, yeah. I pl- I sort of do a little the move like I'm planning on going after Olga, and then see that the stairs are on fire. And go the other way. <laughs> is the quickest way out of here back the way we came or up? Either way is pretty even, although up is currently on fire, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe not up. I'm All coming down the stairs again. Alright, I'm going to grab hold of um, uh, Molly, and I said, hold on tight to me! And I will use she a does. dash action to um, to get as far away from this, uh, this place as six possible. of you uh, uh, run or fly out the main doors uh, as the whole, as up above <laughs> Fireworks are going off, streaming off in every direction. Some exploding on the rooftop. The whole of the keep uh, of the keep's roof is now in flames. Uh, and as you struggle out past the outer bailey, you're looking back, and there's this just thick cloud of uh, a trail of smoke uh, following after. As the whole thing is on, is the whole of this keep is now just ablaze with brilliant orange flames. Uh, and causing guided by your by your hunter's mark, you look up and you can just see a small black dot flying away over the uh, over the uh, the fields. All right, uh, I am gonna make sure there. Uh, Elsa, do I get a sense of how far um, uh, she is in terms of um, range away from me? Yeah, uh, given that that's been dashing, it has that much movement. It's been it's caught for three rounds because the time, or two rounds because the time takes you to get out that far and safely away. 
Uh, yeah, it's like a good 600 feet away by now. Okay, so we're still within a mile. That's good. And, uh, I mean, that's assuming it's my, uh, it isn't my favorite terrain, which <laughs> is coast. True. Um, you can sustain right. this for an hour. I can sustain this for an hour, and I believe Scamp can only maintain this uh, uh, spell for f ten minutes, right? Yeah. Do you know okay. that, though? I mean, we've done this just, before. We've done yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, you, you actually right. watched the, the homeless man drop to this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we did do that. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I forgot that. <laughs> it's very oh, funny. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? All three of you can make a make an intelligence check. Okay, done. That's a nineteen. Shit. Um, hang on. Sorry. Uh, that is a seven. So, um, Cousin. Yeah. A num as you're thinking of this, a number of pieces fall into place for you. The when you came into town, there was a haggard old man who was shoved out of the way by soldiers. And, may, and push towards a small scarred beggar girl and it clicks to you that was Clara and then you think of the old man where have you seen that haggard man before and it clicks back and you remember Scamp touching his arm and making him fly in crosswater what and as you're looking up at the flying bird into the distance Celestia you remember seeing a giant bird fly past the Charlie's Regret towards the towards Meadmere when you were travelling here on these uh, uh, on uh, the Charlie's Regret on your what night doing what the watch. Ah! Oh fuck! <laughs> and you remember that Olga can change her form. Um, are we far enough outside of the um, uh, the keep now that it that uh, yeah? There's no Molly you, you moved to a safe distance. I don't think we would have been stupid enough to stay no, next no, to no, it no, no. and be like, "Oh, I remember this happening." <laughs> like a burn to death. No, all <laughs> like... of this happens by the time you are now far enough away that even the uh, erratically going off fireworks aren't a danger. All right, I'm going to take advantage of the uh, flight time that I have. I'm going to uh, drop Mo uh, Molly and Little Cousin down as carefully as possible and say, I'll be back in a moment. And I'm going to shoot off in the direction of... Um, I'm imagining uh, your fist in the air Superman style. <laughs> it's <yeah>. really good. <laughs> uh, and I am going to um, fly directly for, um, for the cockatrice. I am just going to try and get a vague idea of where it's headed. I'm going to follow okay. so I can keep up with you. <laughs> uh, Alright. If I can get within uh, firing range, I might, but we'll see. Uh, can I shout to you as well while we're doing this? Yes, you can. Yeah. Cousin, we can't stop her now. If we stop her now, she doesn't stop the, di the disease. Ah! That is in character, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm still going to be um, okay. tracking her to see where she goes. I'm still staying with you. Because the pair of you there give me a survival check with advantage. Okay, breaking out the mint chop chip again. Okay, survival. That's a twenty-one. Okay. 
She flies for the better part of... Um, let's roll to see. We've only got ten minutes of flight. She flies for more than ten minutes. So we get... We run out of flight. Yeah, but you, you are, there, she flies we? enough that you far, you get far enough that you are able to spot out in the distance in, in the in the moorland where, where the farms grow thin. You can just see hidden in a copse of trees what looks to be a tiny crumbled down old house that she might uh, that looks to be her destination. And as you're forced to ground yourselves, staring, you can eventually see that the that the uh, uh, that these uh, the cockatrice is winging its way down towards that house, whatever temporary um, base she has decided to use here, or perhaps even one of her caches. Right. Well, we know that much at least now. And I don't think Clara's lost. You don't? No, no. I don't either. But we've got to get her away from uh, from Olga. We do. All right. Um, I'm. But we gonna can be... do nothing till this illness is over. Uh, We're not risking little causing again. And uh, you, you see, uh, causing just kind of deflate a little bit, but then uh, stand up and start marching straight back towards uh, where he left them. It takes you the better part of twenty minutes to get part back. <laughs> but so I can't do that again. I'm afraid. Check on both <laughs> That's me out. They're desperate for healing to any capacity. Uh, Clark, you mean um, Molly and Little Cousin? Yeah. They are relatively uninjured. Molly, you can see, has taken a few. Has she has got a couple of bruises from where she was initially resisted? Where she, well, she resisted the whole way. The uh, the Alderai's abducting her. Um, but and you can see that there's some rope burn around her, her uh, around her wrists when she was being from where she was bound while being carried, and some red marks around her mouth where she was gagged. But um, both of them are in surprisingly good health, all things considered. Mm. You glance back, which is more than can be said for the many Alderais uh, hanging uh, that Olga left to burn. Oh, <sighs> too late. Are there people in there? <laughs> There's definitely people in there. Is there anything realistically that could be done for them at this point? By Not this by point, no. They, they, this, this has been on fire for half an hour. Yeah, no, okay, they're dead, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, but when I get back to uh, to where they are, I immediately uh, go over to uh, Corson and Molly, and I uh, say to Molly, Molly, are you all right? Did, did she hurt you? <sighs> she looks... Molly has kind of been sat quietly for the last half hour. You can see that um, Merrick is sat a short distance away, you know, gun in the hand, but and keeping an eye on the horizon. Celestia, you observe them have a small whispered conversation before he pulled away, looking strange, before sitting down again. <sighs> I mean, apart from kidnapping me and forcing me to sit <laughs> gagged and Listen to you. Cars and horrors. You are at times a fucking idiot. You're pig headed at times. You're smarter than you think you are, but not as smart as you should be. 
<laughs> I kiss her. She kisses you back and then pulls away from you. And then I uh, go and I hug uh, little Corson. But you're the bravest man that I know. I don't feel like it right now, but here, and I hand her back a um, carbine. I said, you'll be needing this for when we kill her. Yeah, she immediately, like, as you hand her the bullets, some bullets, she immediately starts loading it. Looks sadly at the slightly dent, at the dented uh, barrel as well. Oh, it's going to need work. And, and uh, one other I, thing. I... She turns around to Merrick. Merrick. You are one of the kindest, most caring people I know. You're a true gentleman. But there's only two men in this world that I love. And both of them are named Corzin. Corzin, is it? Uh, you see Merrick inhales, exhales. Well then, I suppose I have nothing to do but to wish you the ultimate happiness. You best make her a very happy woman, Corazon. You have my word on it. Good, because I'll follow up on it if you don't. And speaking of words... I'd hope you did. He turns to you, Celestia. The information you wanted. Yes. When the Scarlet Wind is imported, trades under the name the Hesperidia. Uh, Hesperidia. Ah. It most likely uh, it has a few ports that it will stay at, and there's more than one ship known as the Scarlet Wind. At least three, by my count, but they all use the Hesperidia when they uh, make port. And there's only one port here that they most favour, here on Jova. Yeah. Which is the port of Kayon, on the west coast of Sul. And having spoken to Briggs, their quartermaster, that's where they're planning to head next. They'll most likely be making the, uh, the route to the north, around Midnir, past Orsiria and onto Sul, where they will likely be flying false colours. And there's one Do other you know thing. What those cars would be? Most likely Osirian, to get past quickly. Mm-hmm. There's one other thing. The Scarlet Wind doesn't trade in slaves. They free slaves. Right. That's all they, that's their main thing. Oh, they're pirates and they take cargo and they sell it off and we make a fine profit doing uh, when they sell it to us. But part of why they stopped here was to let off the slaves so that they could find new lives. They pay us a handsome fee to ensure that they can be smuggled somewhere, with no offence intended, away from where the drow can recapture them. None taken. And why would they keep some then? Because some they keep on as crew. Some people choose to stay on, to sail, to try and free more slaves. Right. And I suspect your property has most likely done that. Not property, but um, thank you for the information. Hmm. So yes, that's the rest of the information. And uh, I did keep an eye on the slaves that we were sending to their new homes. Well, 
feed saves now, and none of them match the description of uh, a blonde elfin woman. Right. So I'm afraid she's most likely still aboard ship. But if you want to catch up with them, I would say make your way to Kion. But she's free. Hopefully that's the main thing. Do you know what what that ship's like to sail on? Is it dangerous? Well, no less so than any other pirate, I would imagine, yes. Right. It is my experience that when people stay on, it's because they're looking for something. Very few people will just take on a life of ensuring other people's liberties if they don't have something driving them. Yeah, you can ask, um, what was his name? Harrowwood about that. Hmm. Who's that? Mm. Oh. Less said about yeah. that, the better. A story for another time. Hmm. Anyway. And she's safe from Olga. Yeah. For now. Well, for as long as you stay out of touching distance. Yeah, if I don't go near her. I'll be honest, as long um, as... That wasn't the first time I'd done sending. I, I talked to her the other night. She made it quite clear that she'd rather be on a slave ship with one eye than with me. So um, maybe this is the confirmation we need. Maybe I maybe I should leave her well alone. If you don't mind my asking, and I'm going to be very blunt here, do you love this person? Yes. Well, there's not a damn thing that I would not do for uh, for a person I loved, and there's no le- there's no lengths to which I would not go, no distance in the world I would not travel to find them again. But would you let He's them right. go if Put that's what danger. they needed? If they were better without you, they Who is to say happier. that she is, though? Well, I'm a selfish sort of man. But what I would say is, as Corzin has put, how do you know? Have you spoken to them properly? No, but if I do, she's going to have a fucking witch on her now, isn't she? Okay, so here's the plan. <laughs> we solve the Olga problem, and then we go to her. For the moment, also, Celestia, I'm not saying this is ideal, but it's if you get within touching distance of her. Myself and Scamp... We can. What talk am I going to do? Spend fucking be. three days relaying sending spells through you? <laughs> well, I mean, so long as no, you stay on opposite but... ends of a room, that seems to be enough. By the wording of the contract I overheard. And I think we can guarantee if we get that close to her, Olga's already found Olga her. will be nearby. Any of us? We need to find some way Is of. Is he going to uh, find her anyway? <laughs> Is there a way yeah, that could work? I think if Olga's still after us, for whatever reason, she's going to be getting near Leah because that's what she thinks we're going to do. God, it's not a bad way to find Olga. I've fucked up Leah's life enough, away. though, haven't I? So you just keep away from her enough until Olga's stopped. It is long past the time Olga should be dead. 
I mean, I suppose Olga is going to be looking for Leah, isn't she? That's what she's going to be doing. Yeah. She knows where she is, the same way we yeah. do. She's leaving on, you know, within a few days of us. That's what she's going to do. She's going to go and look for her, isn't she? So we get near Leah and we wait, but we don't get close enough to Leah to put her in danger. No. I would be relaying to Molly and Little Corson as best I can at this point who Leah is and what she is to, uh, to Celestia. Little Corson is mostly just sort of hugging you. Yeah, and I'm um, hugging him back. Yeah, but uh, just just glad that like a really bad day seems to, you know, seems to be over, and his dad is there to to take care of him. But... Can I try and sleight of hand little cause in a bag of sweets? Make a sleight of check. <laughs> Fourteen. You slip a small bag of sweets. Oh, fifteen. You slip, I'm on fire. Oh, you slip a small bag of sweets into his back pocket. that'll do <laughs> I'm, I'm holding little Corson close to me just for for comfort I am... I'm not sure if it's more his or mine but just for comfort I turn to Merrick I have a question um, I don't know if you know anything about this um, but you seem to know about the Scarlet Wind and what they do the slaves they free How, how do they do if they're branded? Is that a problem? How does this work up here? Well, one of the nice things about Midmir is that slavery isn't legal here. So we have some little, we have some villages, some towns where we smuggle them off to with people who are sympathetic. And in this place, well, having a brand, it doesn't matter. What about Sul? Sul has colonial has colonial holdings. They do respect property rights in that respect. It would be dangerous to settle down in Sul with a brand. Right. Thought so. Nice to know it's illegal somewhere, though. Somewhere a person with a brand could go. I believe the graphs consider it wasteful. Much better to be tie people to the land. And for one of the first times you see a little bit of resentment actually show in his face at that. But your style of slavery, at least, isn't, a, isn't legal here. Right. Well then. This is not ideal, Merrick, but for what it's worth. Thank you for your help back there. And you have my word that I am going to make this woman the happiest woman I am capable of making her. Good. And he extends his hand to, to, to shake. I take it. As he I'll does so, it. he leans into your ear. I don't ever want to see... I only want to see you here one more time. And that's the time when you come back with that big ship that you've always promised her and you sail away into the sunset. 
So if you do turn up again without that nice big ship, then do make sure to stay out of my sight. You've my word. Good. I don't like people who make the people I love unhappy. That is something we have in common. He smiles and pats you companionably on the shoulder before releasing your hand. And Molly actually at this point approaches. Dirt looks up to you. Corazon? Molly? I get the feeling from all of this um, that you're gonna be sailing off again. So there's something um, I think it's a long overdue that you should do before we before you quit this town again. Since we since there is a priest in town and all. You're right. <laughs> all right. Tanya made me an honest woman. Do I smell a wedding? Wedding episode. <laughs> I, um... Episode. <laughs> <laughs> I kneel down in I've front of I've seen her. sitcoms. It takes a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I kneel down in front of her. And... I take her by the hand. And I uh, say... I don't have a ring, but... Molly, you've put up with me for far too long, and yet I have a feeling like I should have done this a long, long time ago. Would you do me the amazing honor of becoming my wife? Well... Since you are so kindly. Yes, I, do. I will. I kiss her hand. She accepts it sort of daintily for a moment and grabs you by the collar, pulls you up and plants a deep kiss on you. On your I lips. return it. The um, pair of you have been kind of distracted for a moment, for, for a few moments, but the rest of you have seen a s small group of people, three people, um, with other groups coming up behind approaching people you recognize Nathanwi and her two guards approach so I'm getting the feeling that uh, you had your confrontation then yeah, that happened. We're going to need a few favours from you, but uh, first you and foremost... You might be out of a job in a few days. That's the good news, I hope. Yeah, the sickness is um, taken care of. That's Should be over by dawn. The best news I've heard. Oh. the next dawn. Um, this is actually a good point. Uh, that around about this point, Corzin, you are... Because you have that sense in the back of your mind of all this position. Yeah. You can just incrementally feel it rising vertically off in the distance of where it is. You don't get a sense of distance, you just get a sense of direction. She's flying again. And, um... 
Yeah, you look up and you can see... You can't see her, but you can see that there is a soft white cloud beginning to spread over, in, over the distant hills, almost as if it's coming from a single point, uh, and the winds are blowing it towards towards where it's watched, but also as it spreads out, it seems to be going almost in every direction. And you can just see the faint haze of what looks like rain coming down from this silvery cloud. Is it raining on us? Not yet, but it will be soon. You know that within within a certain amount of time it will come. I had rain at weddings was bad luck. You, oh, you're uh, getting married then, are you? If, uh, if we can find the cleric who's willing. So you're telling me that uh, this whole sickness is, uh, is going to clear up by morning? Yeah. Well, well then it looks like my schedule's free. <laughs> Do you happen to know any good jewelers in town? Um, who has the? I think. Hang on, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get out the chest of jewelry, <laughs> open it, cause him. The world is your oyster, my darling. There are a number of rings in here. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Molly kind of double takes at the sight of the of the chest <laughs> okay. full of jewels. I wouldn't ask, darling, if I'm honest. Can I make an? <laughs> insight check then to see which A is likely to fit her finger and which B she would actually like. Yes. Make an insight check. Make an investigation check. This would be... Okay. Investigation mm. to begin with. Alright. Four. <laughs> now make an insight check. Okay. Insight. Oh, seven. Okay, the, the ice <laughs> cream dice affect me over. You pour up a few, and Molly kind of like, you know what? Maybe, um, maybe that one. <laughs> she leans over your shoulder and subtly point, kind of points one out. And, uh, I, I take it. Uh, after a little bit of trouble, you find a small gold ring. Uh, yeah. It's about the right size for a ring finger, with uh, a what looks like a uh, almost like a little like a spiral like a whirlpool of green of deep green jade okay oh. I think that one looks nice I take it and I place it on her finger the uh, Mithanri smiles and uh, she reaches into a she, part of her priestly outfit does actually include, uh, she reaches into her pocket, uh, because the priestly outfits have pockets in my universe, uh, <laughs> like female clothing. Uh, oh, I love your universe so much. And uh, <laughs> withdraws a stole that she places oh, around. Oh, components, you've got to yeah, keep them somewhere. Places yeah. around her neck, uh, and she says, well then, if you would, uh, if I can ask you to give me your hands, please. She takes a from to you. I, I give her my hand. Molly, do you swear to 
love and honor. To be a partner, a companion, and a fellow traveller alongside Corzin Horis for as long as the pair of you do live. <coughs> I do. Corzin? I do. Do you? <laughs> well, all right, then. Celestia is crying in the background for all of this. She places your hands together and um, does. And draws from behind her pocket, uh, again from one of her many pockets, a small vial of holy water, which she uh, tips into the uh, onto the end of the stole. Reaches down, takes a small bit of earth, and uh, smears it between your hands. Wraps the stole around your hands. May the regent and all the saints bless this union. And may ye be bound by the clay of the earth, by the waters of the sky, by the strong breeze. And she looks up at the burning keep. <laughs> and by the fires of passion. And the love and strength of the regent. On this day and every day, I now pronounce you husband and wife. She removes the stole, the stole from your now fasted hands. Okay. Aww. I kiss Molly. She kisses you back. Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, explosions fireworks explode in the distance we'll be on the burning keep and that is where we're going to bring this episode to an end D&D wedding guys oh, oh. so cute thank well I've you. never done that in a D&D game before I've thank never you. had a D&D wedding <laughs> no. happen ever Thank you. In front of a building full of dead people. Oh, <laughs> God, <laughs> romance! <laughs> and on that particular note, uh, thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. Thousands will live, we've saved the day. Someday there'll be a price to pay. There's worse things to give up than pride, to save your child and save your bride. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.